Hey there, Clicks fans. Welcome to episode 13 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. I have the usual crew with me, the always special, Drew Alderson. And I. Can't piss this on special. I here. guess we'll let Austin Smith back on the podcast. I don't better let my ass back on here. Austin, did you recognize our intro song today? I can't remember what it was from. You don't remember what that's from? We just watched it a couple weeks R-I-P-D? ago. R.I.P.D.? Yeah, it's uh, from R.I.P.D. Um, good underrated movie, by the way, guys. If you haven't seen it, just go into it with no like. Just don't bring, don't bring anything into it. We're going to be discussing Thor: The Dark World, the countertop display that came out this week. We're going to be going over news and spoilers and our dial design contest and giving the assignment for October's best build contest as well. Uh, first, we're going to start with a little what we played though. We just got back from the dugout. Where we did 600 points, Silver Age, all cosmic figures only. must have the cosmic keyword, and relics and resources are allowed, team bases, and colossals are not. Because I knew if I allowed colossals, <laughs> it would just be Galactus and his heralds. The I was just going to play Galactus with the gauntlet. So, I made it uh, figures only, no colossals, no team bases. Uh, Drew, how'd you do, buddy? Went one and two. So, not a great week. I mean... I didn't expect it, you know, going in to do great. But I had fun. It was, it was, you know, good times. What were you running? I was running uh, Thanos from Infinity Challenge, the very first set. Guy gets a 15 printed damage value. The OG. He's, he's the original. The original attack, yeah. Hero Clicks gangster. He is, he's the man. He, he does hold up decently well for somebody from yeah, Infinity Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff. people take him and repaint him and use that for their stone golem. Yeah, it's not. Oh, I wonder how much he is. How much was he when you bought him? Uh, like six bucks. Uh, that's a little too much for me to buy. I'm sure that one of the yeah, rankings of him is probably that, I might do that for for our Stone Golems. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, but yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I played uh, Moon Dragon. Or, yeah, Moon Dragon from... Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy one? Clobber in time. I like the, the old school version. Yeah. Of Let me see if it's the one that I think... No, okay, you're playing the clobber in time, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't have that one. She looks pretty good. She's pretty she holds up decently. I mean Ten, ten range, range mind control. control. <laughs> That's why I played her. Ten range, give her a hammer. Uh which brings me to my next piece. Uh Case I forget I think he's like Case Ruler Dominator or something. Oh, from uh Anniversary Anniversary set. Yeah, ruling case dominator. He gives everyone with uh eight squares within eight squares and cosmic keyword two range. Nice. So she would have a 12 range mind control Jeez. with running shot. <laughs> so, you know, pretty good. Um, and uh, you had a 100 point Dark Phoenix, too. 100 point Dark Phoenix, who is a beast. <laughs> a lot of people, including myself, were running on I think points. I saw probably like eight of those yeah. Dark Phoenixes today. <laughs> She's really good, man. And she yeah. has those three point options, so she can yeah. fit her on your team pretty easily. Playing Rick Jones. Rick Jones. Hey. I think I saw like eight Rick Joneses today. 281 <laughs> Hit Rick Jones up on the low because he'll change into just Bell. <laughs> and then. You'll hit your six every time with those perfs, and Thanos will do five damage, and you'll be like, yeah. it's just magic, baby. <laughs> I, got a, I got an 18 attack. I don't <laughs> need to roll these dice. I played a 100-point Dark Phoenix, of course, and uh, I've been wanting to play a Nihilus forever. I freaking love a Nihilus in comics, and the Secret Invasion one is pretty good. Yeah, and I thought about playing him with the Gauntlet, and instead I ended up giving the Gauntlet to Maelstrom, I used a Nihilus who 
I was very happy with after today. I mean, he performed very well today. You want to keep him towards the top, you know, few clicks. So you want to keep him away from the fray, but with 10 range, it's not hard to do. Yeah. So I'd keep him in the background lining up psychic blast shots because he has running shot. And then once somebody finally does get him, uh, every time I would get hit, I'd get hit for like, you know, two or three or four. And it was always onto pulse wave, which if you hit him onto the right click, he has running shot pulse wave with 12 attacks. So he was he was doing pretty well as my secondary attacker. I had Maelstrom with the gauntlet. and Dude, of Maelstrom course, with the gauntlet's ridiculous. My idea was to uh, keep him alive and kind of in the background. I just used him, I kept him at max range the whole time. And I, he's another piece that I've had for a long time. I love in clicks, and I've been wanting to play. I didn't really. I, I don't want to play him on Inhumans because even though he's an Inhuman, he's a bad guy, and he's never with the family. Like he's just. He's. I mean, I don't know if anybody's read Maelstrom, but he's a sick MF. He's. Uh, he's really cool and really evil. But um, this was a good time to try him out, and he was awesome. I would keep him at max range uh, and just sit and spin in the gauntlet. I would end cap with his uh, 10 range triple bolt end cap a lot. Damn. And then, uh, yeah, the the I had to sit out the first round because we had an odd number of people, and I'm the judge, so I always volunteer to take the first round by. And uh, in my second game, I played against a very good, uh, pretty balanced uh, team that had uh, the Adam Warlock that can outwit Power Cosmic. Which he has psychic blast. He was playing another figure that had psychic Corvus. blast. So and two Corvuses. God, I was talking about. I would like to run like eight of those Corvuses with the Book of the Skulls when the full thing's done, just for the fun. And I, it it ended up at the end of the game. It was just my Maelstrom against his entire team. But I had got Maelstrom somewhat close to the end of the gauntlet, so he moved up on me. I ran away on purpose to try to spin the gauntlet up, yeah. and I did. And I got it. He hit him. He hit him onto Maelstrom's very last click, which is a nineteen impervious. And uh, I was on pick powers, so what I kept doing was picking um, shape change. So I always had shape change, prop con- or uh, shape change, super, super senses, sense. and impervious. It's ridiculous, isn't it? And the plus two, so I was a twenty-one. Yeah. And so I kept phasing and running away till I could finally get clear and make a shot. And I ended up pulse wave. I ended up sh- shooting three of his guys, going up to pulse wave, um, because every time Maelstrom hits with a range attack, he uh, or deals damage. He heals of one for each person that gets hit. So I had him on last click. I hit three people, healed up to the pulse wave click, pulse wave seven of his guys, and went right back to top yep. click again. And if we had more time in that game, I think I could have won. But uh, time ran out, and uh, my opponent won on points. But Maelstrom was a blast. I also had Rick Jones. I didn't get to do much with him, unfortunately. He ended up getting one-shotted most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I don't know what the hate is for Rick Jones out there, man. <laughs> I brought all three of his alter egos to trade him in and turn him into, and I was really excited to, and I never got to. Dark Phoenix is, of course, really good. Her 100-point dial yeah, is her most sick. efficient. And uh, her... Her last click keyword what thing. What do you mean a twelve range outwit is? I think it's ten. Or it's ten, 10 but it gets the it's a long ass way. It, it's ten range, but the the cool thing is the reason I like her so much for this event is her um, thing that when she dies and she heals all friendly characters, it's that share keyword. It's not just X Men. So mm-hmm. the cosmic everybody got to heal two from that. And it was a pretty good team. I went two and one, and uh, had a good time with my team. What did you play, Austin? Um, when I heard it was Cosmic, like I wanted to play those Infinity Gauntlet LEs because they're figures that I joined the game after they came out, 
but they're figures that I never thought I'd get to play. So I went and I found uh, one I really wanted to try was Runner. Um, he's like a 14 hypersonic. He can use Exploit or Flurry when he hypersonics. And um, he has Power Cosmic, of course. He, he's just a monster. Like, I had a blast with him. Um, I just kept running out, punching people, running back. Um, to fill out the team, I had everyone's favorite villain, Vulcan, holding the gauntlet with two gems on it. Um, Vulcan's just a monster. Um, he has an ability where if someone targets him with a ranged attack, he gets plus one attack and damage on your turn. So if someone's like, if he's got like super high defense and they can't hit him and they keep trying, next turn it's plus three, plus three, and he just blasts somebody. And then um, he's a versatile dial. He's got good hypersonic, really long range, um, power cosmic. And I realized he had Shi'ar keyword. So we threw... Uh, I was looking at Rick Jones at first with a full gauntlet. And then I decided uh, that I could take some gems off and upgrade to Leandra instead. Leandra. Um, because she gets all kinds of buffs to Shi'ar. And she can pull tokens off of him. And with the gauntlet, you want to try to pull tokens off so you can keep spinning it faster. And faster. I love Lilandra so much. Oh my much. gosh, that figure... I can't stress how stupid good that figure is with the right teams. Um, I went 2-1. and one. My last game, I lost to a Chanos capture team. That was absolutely ridiculous. Love you, Scott. Hate you, Scott. That was great. You no. Scott was running a Chanos, um, the Captain Marvel with capture on his first click, and Rick Jones... He would use Thanos' power to pull everyone over to him, and he would capture with Captain Marvel. And so, like, first turn, he pulled Vulcan over, and I had super senses from the gym I had showing. Or not first turn, but he passed turn, and it was... Um, he pulled me over, he captured Vulcan... Or, he missed Vulcan because of super senses. So Vulcan had a chance to punch and failed. Um, I tried to break away with Runner, and he failed because I had a 50-50 shot because Thanos has plasticity, of course. Um... And it was just a mess, and then so he captured the other two and it was over, but my first two games were cool because it was, I got to use them to their to their full strengths. Lalandra's great because you can give her a power action to pull Shi'ar to her, so what I would do is I would set her up somewhere where they could, she couldn't be targeted, like on a ledge, of, behind a ledge of elevated, Yeah. and then he would have power gem showing to give him ranged combat expert. I would power action her, pull him next to her. And then range combat expert with a freaking like eleven five or something like that from him. Or if I'm farther down gauntlet, it got way up there. And it was a fun it was a fun team. I'd like it's one of those teams that I'd like to play again some other time. So I was really happy with it. Yeah, I would definitely uh, a long time from now I'm gonna bust out Maelstrom with the gauntlet again because it was fun. Yeah, like I yeah. think if I had more time, I could have taken down literally his entire six hundred point team. Just with Maelstrom with the full gauntlet, like a, a, a gauntlet. I mean, I definitely he found a, a lot of pieces with this event, you know, that I'm going to play again. That Thanos is so fun. Like, you give him belt even, and he's ridiculous. So, she's like... Yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot of pieces I've never seen before today. Um, there was a lot of fun fun stuff. I mean, like, you had the usual teams that a lot of people played. Um, Harry broke out that Malekith from the new Thor set. That thing's a monster. We'll, we'll get to him. We're going to be talking about that oh, in the main man. set. Um, I lo- yeah, he's not bad. Uh, Wednesday, I played at Game Preserve, and we did a Bizarro event where you play your dials backwards from last click to first click, and it was a blast. I initially wanted to play Maelstrom in that, but uh, Phil made it um, Modern Age, so I couldn't play Maelstrom. But I did play... Since it was Bizarro, I had to bust out All-Star Bizarro. 
Yeah, dude. And I've been wanting to play this guy for a long time. I've had him forever. And I played a he Mole Man. Monster keyboard, yeah, he it? has Monster. And Mole Man has the uh, mind control full dial. So I played him. And he also has willpower on his last click, which is something he doesn't have at the top dial. So he doesn't have outwit, but he has willpower. So he's getting a mind control more often. And since Bizarro doesn't have um, willpower himself, I threw on Alfred so that I could heal Bizarro up after he would get hurt. Uh, because Alfred has his support on his last click as well, and he has shape change. Yep. So basically, that was my little squad for for helping Bizarro out. It was no resources, so I couldn't you know put anything else in the game to help him out. Um, it was special uh, objects though, and I ended up using the let me see which kryptonite it was. The X kryptonite, I think. Yeah, X kryptonite because uh, characters within four that are seventy-five points or less can use the flight ability. Yep. So I used it at the beginning so that Alfred and Mole Man and uh, Madam Web, who I ended up using as well, just because I had like thirty points left and she's a really good figure. Yeah, she is. Uh, so that they could fly at the beginning of the turn and move my team up a lot easier. Uh, but I also played Mr. Heimdall, who Austin was going to play, but Austin yep. didn't end up playing. Oh, man, I'm so sad. I loved my team. So Heimdall's last click is a 19 impervious with perplex. And I'm missing somebody else. Oh, Spidey2099. That was the other one I thought about playing, too, but then so I with the Chano's team. The goal of the team was it's it's largely based around Bizarro. And I brought maps with me that are very enclosed maps, like um, Bizarre ones World? with a lot of... No, Bizarre World's like oh, wide yeah. open. <laughs> I played maps that were had a lot of rooms and were indoors. And what I would do is kind of set up my little all-star Bizarro station of the medic and the prob and everything. And then I would, hype, I would set Heimdall up at a certain position to keep them from retaliating. So I would send Bizarro out to do his hypersonic thing. He'd run back to the crew, the pit crew, and then Heimdall would be sitting there blocking people from coming in because of his trait. And then when they and I would have Spidey lined up, like basically watching down the corridors, ready to snipe anybody who's stupid enough to come down the corridor after Bizarro. Did anybody come down the corridor? Oh yeah. And uh, then when they would rush in, I would use Heimdall to charge him because Heimdall still has charge with an eleven attack four damage. Yeah, he's generous. So. It ended up being a really good team. Uh, played Scott first, who had a very similar team. He had Bizarro as well. He had a TK for Bizarro, and um, I can't remember who else he had. He had a pretty solid team, though. Oh, he had a Cap from the Anniversary set, the one that's jumping over the um, oh yeah piece or whatever, because on his bottom dial, he has an 18 defend. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, so that, he has a really good last click, so that was a, that was a, a good piece for this format. And Scott and I had a pretty close game. Um, my last round was my the most fun round I had, though, because I was going up against Omega Batman, uh, Cosmic Cube Red Skull, and um, who else did he have? Black King, who a lot of people were running, the new yeah. Wolverine one because he's so good, you know, late dial. And who? there was one other. He had an Alfred as well. Ooh. And he had... I can't remember who the other figure Brewster? was. Yeah. 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 So, basically, I noticed right off the gate, right out the gate, only one of his figures had move and attack, and I had my hypersonic bone-crushing Bizarro. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to smack uh, Black King, who had was only one who had move and attack. And I knew Black King's dial because I had just played him the round before because TJ was playing him. 
I knew if I hit him one time, he would lose it, and he just gets sidestepped. Yep. Yep. So I was like, I hit him, and then from here on out, I'm going to be out actioning the shit out of him. Yeah. Because I have moving attack, and he doesn't, and I have Heimdall slowing him down even more. So he ended up taking very close care of his Black King. And he also placed a red kryptonite right by my uh, base of my uh, starting area. But what he didn't realize is you have to place him five out. Uh, you know, all special objects must be five squares or more from the starting area. So at the very beginning, the very first move I took was Heimdall charged and broke the the kryptonite. So I was like, I'm not messing with that thing. I've already had it ruin me before in a in a previous game. Uh, so I got rid of that and didn't have to deal with that for the rest of the game because it's just a light object. And um, <clears throat> I picked up my own kryptonite at one point when Bizarro would smack somebody in the face with it. But I ended up having to go after Omega Batman at first and. He was my only option. And I didn't realize his trait was after actions resolve, you get to place Omega Batman. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Omega Omega Batman. After actions resolve that he was targeted with an attack, if he has no tokens when he gets attacked, he can be placed anywhere next to the target. So once I moved my Bizarro back to my guys, he got to place Omega Batman like right in the thick of things. And not only that, but that Omega Batman hit four Imperviouses in a row at the very beginning of the game so I couldn't damage him so he ended up getting in like some big strikes he basically had Spider-Man dead or he may have killed yeah he did kill Spider-Man even stop clicking all he like tore through Spider-Man and I was like shit I'm gonna lose this I really thought I was gonna lose because I could not get past Impervious what I ended up doing even though it felt like a, a a bullcrap move I ended up running away for a minute, getting Heimdall set up in a good position to keep his guys out for a minute, cleared everybody, healed Bizarro back up, and I was like, okay, let's start with the original plan, you know, out-action him, he doesn't have moving attack, we just gotta bust Red King, or Black King one time to take him off of moving attack, and then we're gonna be golden. That's what I did. I moved up, I did, I was like, screw Omega Batman, <laughs> Motherfreaker hits a purpose every time. Now I can finally get a hit on Black King. I hit Black King. He lost moving attack, and from there on out, I did my original game plan of keeping, just kept out-actioning him and just healing up Bizarro every turn, and I ended up winning, but it was pretty close. I should have lost it. I really wanted to play my team, because I had that Chanos, because on his back dial, he takes zero damage from range. Yeah. Ran Heimdall, because he's broken on his last click, and he has a good perplex, and he stops people from getting in on Thanos to melee. And then uh, Killian to give Thanos the ability to ignore Hindering and Sharpshooter. And then Gamma Bomb, so you force your opponents to move at you. Thanos is throwing damage downrange at 12. And then you have Heimdall stopping people that come in and Killian just freaking buffing. Yeah, I didn't want to play against that team because <laughs> so I hate bummed. the Gamma Bomb so much. Really? I couldn't tell. <laughs> I just want to note that Austin and I both had five points left on our teams and I chose not to use the Gamma Bomb and he did. So if that tells you anything about what kind of guy, Mr. Austin Smith? <laughs> it tells you that I'm very efficient with my points, and I choose to use every last damn one of them. Okay. Or oh, you're just a dick. <laughs> Drew and I disagree. I do. I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't know this was a democracy. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I did end up winning that, though, and got the Chase Thor that we're going to be talking about later, who's... Mm-hmm. They did a very good job on his sculpt. He looks yes, really he nice. Does. He's quite beautiful. It was a big, big week in the Clicks news world Almost this week. Almost too much. Almost too much. First, no uh, first announcement actually pertains personally to our podcast. Uh, we had two different episodes hit 1,000 views 
or uh, 1,000 listens this Break week. out the alcohol. We're partying. Woo! Uh, I was thinking about that. We we need to do a We need drunk, to make a cake. We need to do one week where I just get totally wasted when we do the podcast. No, no. Because yes, it'll be hilarious to you because you'll be drunk and then we'll be done. Okay, I won't And get, you'll go back and listen to it and it's going to be horrible. I won't get totally wasted. I'll just get a little wasted. As long as we don't have to buy you a Taco Bell. Um, oh, we're definitely going to Taco Bell. Somebody else will have to drive. Drew has his license now. That's all that matters. He can drive me to Taco Bell. Anyways, you can probably walk over there. Uh, our first episode hit 1,000 listens, and we want to thank you guys for uh, supporting us. And it that's so much. that's just on Podbean. I don't even know how many we get off of iTunes. I don't even yeah, get seriously. those numbers, so they're probably even higher than that. But thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you guys, if there's back episodes that you guys haven't uh, listened to yet, throw them on your your phone or your iPod. And uh, when you get time, or and enjoy our sexy voices, working on you know on. cleaning around the house or something. You got some extra time to listen. Check out some of our older stuff too. Anyways, uh, we did get first announcement: Shatter Star has been added to the watch list. Really mm-hmm. glad that happened. Good news. Um, he's another one of those pieces, though. I'm curious to see if prep time gets nerfed, he won't be as bad. If well, and also Batmite. Yeah. Because the big problem is him plus Batmite. I'm curious. I mean, of course, he has other really good combos, yeah. but I'm curious to see how good he really is after they make changes to prep time and Batmite. Yeah. Anyway, so, but anyways, he's been added to the watch list. Um, still, I'm definitely happy that that got that that happened because you know anything that se- that can move full map needs to be evaluated. So, good news there. Um, they, they also did an update on the watch list and said and let us know that they've been discussing it extensively and that some changes are probably coming down the pipeline to some of the stuff, which yeah, is cool. Uh, basically, it says, We are currently narrowing down the options we plan to use for erratas. This process will lead into a series of additional playtest cycles, with each team testing at least one of the watch list items with the proposed changes. So that tells you right there that they've already thought up some changes for these pieces, like potential changes. This process itself takes time, and there will need to be some time to analyze the results and make and formalize the changes. You can be sure that we'll be be back here when that stage is complete. So that's good. I mean, that's encouraging. Um, that makes me really happy to hear. And like, if if by chance WizKids is listening in some way, thank you guys for actually sitting down and doing this. WizKids doesn't listen to us. Shh. I, our I first episode was a gigantic rant against the WizKids. <laughs> instantly we made the WizKids blacklist around the office. I sincerely doubt they listened to us. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh, I was extremely happy that we got some Lord of the Rings spoilers, boys. Lord of the oh, Rings! We got are awesome, too. Yeah, I was going to say, not only that, they're pretty sick. Uh, Smeagol and Gollum, are the, I didn't That's notice. The are they, they should have done them. Are they primes? No, they're not primes. It's just two comments. So Smeagol is, he has an epic action. Good Smeagol always helps. Give him an epic action. Choose a keyword possessed by an opposing character. Smeagol can outwit once for each 200 points of the game's build total, but only to target the chosen keyword. Um, but then he has the morph ability, and he morphs into Gollum. Another cool thing about Smeagol, real quick, before I go to Gollum, he has a uh, damage power. He can use perplex. He can use it normally or modify the same combat value of all characters in range of fire range and line of fire with the ring bearer keyword by plus one so he can buff everybody's def- I mean for ring bearer teams and he has the keyword as well he's going to be a big help and yeah and that's great and his dial by itself isn't that yeah, anything fine. super special yeah. but for Lord of the Rings numbers yeah those... for 55 points he's, 
I wouldn't use him as an offensive piece. Anyway, he's a tie-up piece. But he drops into support. Which and is he's got a nine good. attack with support, which is pretty good. He's got flurry support. If you're playing a ring bearer team, though, he's going to be very useful, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. giving you that outwit and perplexion. He's a figure I expect to see in Lord of the Rings games. But you morph him into uh, Gollum, who has a really cool sculpt. He looks really pissed. His, uh, his epic action, soft and quick as shadows. Give him an epic action, and Gollum and up to one character per 100 points of the game's build can use stealth until the beginning of your next turn. Pretty I mean, easy. That's, that's pretty that's good. Mr. Underhill is still better, but that's pretty good. Um, attack power that he gets later is poison, and when he does, characters with ring bearer or fellowship are dealt two instead of one. That's, that's going to be useful. really good. Oh, yeah. A, because there's a lot of ring bearer and fellowship keywords, and two, because a lot of... Uh, Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings doesn't have dampeners over toughness. Like, most of them just have toughness. Now see, what I really like about these two guys, though, one's an outwit piece and one's a perplex piece. They have a really good and easy-to-trigger morph, which is just a move or close combat action, and you swap them back and forth as you need them. And that's great for 55 points. And it's no pushing. You know, morph yeah. doesn't push either, and these, neither one of these guys have willpower. Like I said, they're both good tie-up. It, this golem also has regular outwit, so... Outwit plus the poison with potential two poison and tie up. I mean, they're fifty five points. They're worth their points, and they're yep. going to be fun to play too. Definitely. Uh, the other cool piece, which this guy, I I can't wait till they show the mounted version of him because he's going to be one of them in the team pack. Well, yeah. I knew he was going to be in the set, but I wasn't excited at all that he's going to be in the but set. After but after seeing, then after seeing, well, I mean, in the books and in the movies, I I, he's okay. I love. But him. then you see this clicks. And yeah, he he's... looks fun. He has the reason he looks so fun is his movement power. He can use force blast. He can use it as if he occupied any square within six squares and line of fire, which is retarded. Yeah, I was talking. Get him up on the uh, top of the yeah the um, mountain map where you both start on one and yep. you climb the steps to the top of the mountain and then just have your guys fighting and you're just like force blasting bitches off the sides of the mountain. It'd be so awesome. And once per his epic action, once per game. He's got a once-per-game epic action. Place him and up to one friendly character per 150 points of the game total in your starting area so they can teleport back to the start, but you can only do that once per game. Isn't that a worse Boromir, pretty much? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I think what it's used for is more so he's a Horde token supporter. If Um, you look at his dial, he's he's 50 points, he's got leadership. Yeah. Um, for that pulling one friendly character, you just pull a whole stack of horde tokens back, yeah. restack them with some, you just respawned, and you go right back out. He gets barrier for a while, which is going to be useful. Barrier and perplex with blades and, blades and his special force blast. So he's only fifty points. Too. I know for fifty points, he's a solid it's value, and he's, especially when we see his mounted version, depending on what he can more or split and merge with. I think you're definitely right, though, that he's going to be really good with Horde tokens, for sure. Yeah. I cannot wait for Lord Which of the Rings. I, I like. I'm very happy. Like, I want to see more Horde tokens supporting characters. Only like a that. couple weeks left. Hunter, you know what I can't wait for? Mage Knight? Yeah. I know. I'm pretty excited about Mage Knight, too. They come out the same week. They do? Yeah. What? No, they don't. Yeah, Arkham... Why does WizKids hate no. us? Arkham comes out, like, the 23rd, and then Mage Knight and Lord of the Rings both come out on the 30th. That's... Well, we need to have a talk with Unless these. they get delayed, of course. Which they might. Um, there was, speaking of Arkham, there was another spoiler. Uh, it's Copperhead. Wild card, 115 points. Uh, the assassin trait, just like the other two. She's a pretty melee. She's 115 points. She's a little expensive, I guess, for a melee mm, piece with no willpower. I think she is. But she has a pretty good dial. Oh, yeah. She has charge and exploit for two clicks with a special attack power. Poison. 
Give Copperhead a power action and, de- and choose an adjacent opposing character. Deal the character one penetrating damage and give it a poison token if it doesn't already have one. Even if this power is lost, hmm? characters with a poison token modify their attack and damage minus one and can be given a power action to remove the token. That's pretty useful. Yeah. Um, I mean, you she can't use it with charge, but still. And She gets I, some sidestep with it, though. I'm just wondering, though, how often would I do that as opposed to exploiting for three or two damage. Oh, it is a power action. Jail, Although she it? does pick it up again late dial, where she's not as powerful, I would definitely use it late dial. Yeah, with sidestep. And she's got yeah. super senses. Yeah, basically sidestep, penetrating poison with that, plus, you know, make it harder for them to hit you. Yep. She's um, not bad. I w- At 115, I think she's a little expensive. I like her having calculator, of course. Um, she's got really good keywords. A lot of exploit. And that special penetrating power, so she can get through dampeners, but not bad. Gotham City Underworld, you can carry her, too. Yeah, true, true, true. And she has the keyword as well. Yeah. Uh, so not a bad piece. Uh, Death's Head freaking got spoiled. God, yeah, I, yeah, I'm surprised they spoiled him at all. And his sculpt, first of did all... Did you notice they wrote on his card that he's the winner of the fan vote? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah they did. Bottom right. So all the cards for the winners now are going to start saying... Oh, that's cool. I hope they do it for the ones that world champions make, too. Death's Head is, uh, has improved targeting characters. So I still don't know how I feel about that power. It's really... <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. I, as long as they don't put it everywhere, I don't have a problem. Uh, I don't know, man. That's just... It's a bit... I've harsh. already seen it way too much. Like, it, some of these store pieces already have it. Oh, they do? Yeah. Uh, he's 177 points, which is expensive, but he's a badass character. He needs to be expensive. He has Indom. He has... Um, Eight range. Eight, yeah, eight range. Top dial, he has some psychic blast and some exploit. But mid dial, he picks up a special power called side job, and this is a very good power. Oh yeah. Each time Death's Head hits with an attack and actions resolve, you may deal one unavoidable damage to another friendly character within three squares. If you do, Death's Head may be given one action as a free action, but can't attack any character he already attacked this turn. And he has exploit weakness when he does that. See, and given the fact that it says each at the beginning like that, you could be given that as many times as you want. So if you want to keep hitting allies to keep blasting enemies, there was a big discussion about it on the forums. If you want to be keep being given giving damage to allies to keep blasting different enemies, you could effectively just tear up their whole line. He'd be. Really what do you mean, multiple times? Yeah. More than twice in the same turn? Yeah. No, you couldn't. It's a free action. Can't give him the same free action more than one. Yeah. Once in the same turn. It's a free action. It's a, you'd still be given the same free action. Uh, I I mean, well, I, I'd have to get it, you know, uh, you know, officially ruled, but I don't think he'd be able to do it more. But than if you couldn't give the no, it says one action as a free action. Could you give him a different type of action? So could you range and then close combat? Yeah, I guess it does. I guess I do see that you could give him a different action as the free action each turn. Hmm. Regardless, it's ridiculously good. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You may actually be able to do that. Regardless, I guess they'll have to make a a distinction on that because that does change the aspect that being on there. Because you could do exploit one time, you could do a regular shot one time, you could do a regular close combat attack. Anyways, we won't get hung up on that. Uh, He picks up a uh, damage power a couple clicks in after that. At the beginning of your turn, he, you can choose CCE or RCE, and he can use that this turn. Always useful. Uh, oh, yeah. That Ares from Chaos War had that idea. <laughs> I just he, realized. Look at his really real good. name. 
Names are for targets, yes. <laughs> uh, he gets a special defense-powered bottom dial, invul, and regen. So he's going to have a lot of protection while he's trying to regen up. I love him. And he's great. awesome, too. Sculpt is perfect. That's a absolutely perfect. badass sculpt. If it turns out half as badass as it looks in the picture. And he's only a rare. Yeah. I figured he'd be super the rare. The only problem I have with him as like a power figure is that he doesn't look like he has much move and attack. Well, he doesn't have any besides, I mean, sidestep if you want to count that. Yeah. But that's why he doesn't. But sidestep, uh, sidestep plus the ability to choose CC RC is amazing. He doesn't really need it though. Yeah, he, he has good range. He can stay out. I mean, he has range and psychic blast, so you're going to be using him as a range. Yeah, but he's I, still worth his points. The sidestep CC, sidestep RC though is amazing. Late dial. There was also a Star Trek uh, piece that they spoiled. I haven't had time to look at this like actually this yet. Avatar of the the tombed, tombed, tombed. I guess it's a Borg piece. It actually has Borg, Borg and, and Romulan, piece. and it has both the TAs as well. I don't think we've seen that yet. Nope. Uh, have we even talked about the Romulan TA? The Romulan stuff hasn't shown up much in this set. Okay, Romulan TA. Before the beginning of your first turn, choose a keyword possessed by an opposing ship for all friendly ships with this TA. Damage dealt by ships using this TA to ships with that keyword can't be reduced to less than one. Damn. That's ridiculous. Uncopyable, of course. Yeah, in, in this set, there's so many good dampeners and stuff. Like That's basically Justice League Silver, except better. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's good. He has a special trait, posing, care, uh, posing ships within four squares of Avatar of Tombed and marked with an assimilation token. Cannot be can't be healed. Whoa! And there's a lot of support in the in the. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, psychic blast with seven range, and then he bottom dial. He's all pulse wave and perplexing willpower. Pretty good piece. Yeah. That those both of those TAs. He's got two of the best TAs. I man. know, man. That's ridiculous. Sculpt looks freakle too. He's 125. Oh points, yeah, so. because Borg um, Borg if they're healed, they can remove assimilation tokens. Right. So since he keeps them from healing, they can't. Oh, that's awesome. Basically, they can't take their tokens off. Yeah, that's... I like him. Uh, there was something... Oh, we had some pictures that people had posted for Avengers vs. X-Men. I know you guys obviously can't see them as we're talking about them. So, what I'm going to do is link those in the uh, podcast notes. So, if you guys wanted to see them, there's a picture of the resource dial. doesn't look too bad. Looks okay. It'll, it looks it's got baby phoenixes. Yeah, it's got little baby phoenixes and like one big fe- mama phoenix <laughs> in the back. Uh, there's a picture of the X Men starter set, which we've only seen the Avengers one because they only showed the Avengers one in the announcement. The magic looks sick. I know that's what I was thinking. The, the Max, uh, the Max isn't bad the either. The Magneto looks fancy as hell. He's, He's just like the one we were oh going to talk about. Gosh. Ah. None of us like how Phoenix Buster Iron Man looks. I said he looks like a yeah. cheap Japanese knockoff of a Transformer. I feel like I want to just kick stuff around this room in anger right now because I was really looking forward to this. He piece. looks like basically some robot. He looks like a McDonald's that, toy. He looks like a robot that Plankton would be able to try to steal a Krabby Patty. Yeah. Seriously, I hope <laughs> this is not the final design. It's on a peanut base, not mind you. This thing's huge. This is obviously giant size. So many people are going to knock on this over. Base. Yeah, well, I'm going to post these uh, links to these pictures so you guys can see what we're talking about. Now this. This I like. The uh, the grand prize, the Scott uh, Phoenix Colossal, looks sick. And, and it's, it's not a transparent big. orange giant 2x2. Two two. Oh it's God. not that big. I mean, like, like width-wise. Yeah. Like, it's only a 2x2. Two two. But it's beautiful, man. 
We also had two more Mandarin rings spoiled. Yeah. Oh, did you guys already talk about the other two? Austin, last week? you want to talk about them? There weren't any last week. We didn't get them. So last there's week. four rings. Yeah, there's four rings. Oh well, go ahead and talk about these. Okay, so the rings, all of them are going to be relics four to six, um, at least from what we've seen so far out of these four. When this character, uh, the first one, which goes on the left thumb, is white light. When this character hits a single opposing character with a ranged combat attack. Until your next turn, modify the target's attack value negative 2 and its damage value negative 1. So, I mean, this is ridiculous. You just slap this on about any good ranged piece, and if you're hitting their big pieces, you're weakening them a little bit. Minus 2 attack, minus 1 damage. And then the other ring is uh, um, Flame Blast. Flame Blast, the char- uh, this character can use Penetrating Psychic Blast with a minimum range value of 4. If they target only a single character, they get Energy Explosion as well. That's ridiculous, because we, we've talked about before how penetrating energy explosion is a combo that you don't see often because it takes the same slot, usually. But on any good, solid piece, you give them energy explosion pin downrange, you could just destroy a bunch of... Yeah. A big squad of units running heavy reducers. Um, I'm looking forward to the rings pretty... I, I mean, actually... I have much. It's going to be cool to have lots of different options for resources. I think that's more that what far. I... It's farther up. That, that's I think that's more what I'm looking forward to than than the actual set is the fact we're gonna have book belt uh, gauntlet mandarin rings and um, phoenix and whatever else you know comes out like it's gonna be cool and different to have so many different options for your resource and see we had talked before about that mandarin and I said I don't know how good he'll be we're gonna have to see the rings first yeah. and after seeing these rings I can say that mandarin's actually amazing. Because the ability to start with any two of these you want straight out is pretty amazing. Um, oh gosh, I know they're in here somewhere. The only thing they're, that's gonna really suck is the fact that they're not giving you very many in the OP kit. Like they're only giving you like two stands to give out, basically. For really, yeah, that's kind of yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, impact beam is the the first one they spoiled, which is a. Uh, Give the, this character can use Force Blast. A target's knockback equal to twice the D6 roll for Force Blast. Knockback damage dealt by this character is increased by one and is penetrating. Oh, that's sick. I like So that's yeah, that's ridiculous. And then um, Vortex Beam is this character can use Telekinesis and Flight. See, I like Vortex Beam because that turns anyone into an amazing taxi slash TK right out the gate. And these are so versatile. Like, you could throw any selection of these on the Mandarin, any two, and you completely change what the piece is. That's, you know, it's a Relic 4 to 6, and I hate playing Relics because I never hit but the Relic. 4 to 6, it I'm willing to take But it's first. a 50-50 for 8 points that grants TK. I mean, you could throw that on any cheap little 20-point generic guy and turn him into a TK piece all of a sudden. So yeah. that, that could be a useful Relic for, for Constructed, yeah. like for Friendly Constructed at tournaments and stuff. Uh, anyway, so those are looking pretty cool. So our main topic today is going to be Thor The Dark World, uh, the countertop display that came out. Unfortunately, no one that we have seen on HC Realms and none of us, I've been to Target multiple times trying to find it. I don't think Target has it out on the shelves yet. And so far, nobody uh, on the uh, announcement thread on HC Realms has a... Has a got a hold of these yeah. pieces either. Eric, Eric runs, uh, Eric handles most of the boxes that come through Target and he's been trying to give me a heads up and he said he hasn't seen anything. So, what we're gonna do is just be talking about the main the main uh, ones that you'll be able to pick up at your local comic book, comic book store or game store and the uh, 
the starter set also, which I haven't actually gotten my hands on yet, but I've been looking at the dials. Uh, first off, we have, of course, a common Thor. Who? You know? <laughs> Never heard of this guy. <laughs> 200 points. Uh, Asgardian armor for a trait. Once per game, when he would be dealt damage, you may instead give him an action token. If you do, he ignores that damage. Ooh. So he has the blue beetle effect. He has yeah. the... Yeah. Um, he has the... Thor. He also has uh, willpower, too. So when you do... He has indom, so when you do that, he's not going to have to take the pushing that blue beetle does have to take. Uh, imperv top, cli- top three clicks with uh, running shot and le- leadership and a special attack power. This is really cool, too. Mighty Mjolnir. Give Thor a power action and make a ranged combat. Now, the grant, right off the gate, right out, right from the beginning, you can't running shot and do this because of yeah, the fact it's... that this is give a power action, and so is running shot. But give Thor a power action and make a ranged combat attack. This attack generates knockback, but this knockback path is not stopped by walls or squares of blocking terrain. Instead, destroy that terrain and knockback damage from this attack equals one damage plus one for each wall or squares of blocking the character blocking terrain the character moved there so it's like our knockback well, I was about to say, so now we have official wording on how we should word that stuff so it knocks you back and that's pretty much how we worded it uh, it knocks you back through multiple walls really cool basically he's tossing Mjolnir at your face and he has eight range as well yep no TA but um, not a bad piece. It, it looks it's fun, a, for sure. It's a common 001, and it's an amazing one. You're definitely going to want to play him once, at least once, just so you can try to get that that Mjolnir chuck off one yeah, time and knock people through walls. So I was pretty happy with him. Um, as far as playability, eh, eh. He, does, he does have a very long dial for modern clicks. He has, what, a 10-click dial yeah. for 200 points. Not bad. Um, he has good powers, and he has a lot of moving attack. There's only two clicks that doesn't that don't have moving attack. He picks up late dial uh, charge and super strength, and then but later some defense. CCE. Yeah, his, his numbers are low on his defense, but he has dampeners pretty much full dial, which is good. So, you know, it's decent. It's definitely not a bad piece. It's a common Thor, right? Yeah. Uh, there now, of course, being that this is Thor and Asgardians and weird characters. I'm not going to always pronounce all these names perfectly. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll let, I'll let Drew handle that one. Einherr... Einherr... I've played a lot of Valkyrie profile. <laughs> uh, it's your basic, uh, like, generic Asgardian warrior guy. Uh, top dial charge and invul with a damage ability called Shield Wall. When he's adjacent to a friendly character, also with the same name, Modify both their defense values by plus one if not already modified by this effect. So it's cool that you get the plus one on both, but it mm. says if not already modified, so you can't stack it with multiple ones. Yeah, I, I kind of I was kind of sad about yeah. that because if it was like it wouldn't even be broken really, but then you could have like a really cool like line of them and they're all buffing you. The ones in the middle would be really good, and the ones on the end like a real shield wall would be. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, I definitely wish you could do like three of these guys and just make a big like three like the movie three hundred like shield <laughs> shield wall of guys tying up people. But he's not a he's not too bad of a piece. So he gets like he's a fifty uh, point blades. He gets a random piece of a uh, random click of blades, a random click of flurry, late dial. He picks up willpower. He's not bad, but he's nothing special. I agree. The Next one is Dark Elf Soldier, who has two op- options for dials. 50 points on now, both of them. These guys are monsters. They're pretty cool. Uh, the A dial has a 
uh, special trait. When Dark Elf Soldier would be dealt pushing damage, roll a d6. On a result of 4 to 6, ignore the pushing damage. So it has 50-50 chance to get willpower. It has a special attack ability, which looks really fun. Micro Black Hole Burst. Dark Elf Soldier can use NCAP. The attack has an AoE, including all opposing characters adjacent to the target. In addition to the normal effects of the NCAP. All hit characters have their speed values Damn. until your next turn. So, pretty good. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, you throw a token at all of them, and since it's in cap, technically you could do the... If they have two tokens, you can deal one unavoidable damage to all of them. Yeah, so, I mean, and like, slow them down. Yeah, and you're, you're slowing the team down, you're dealing damage to all of them. It, yeah, the halving speed was just icing on the cake. I thought the first part was damn good alone. He has three clicks of sidestep. He has a little bit of, um, of enhancement as well. Which and, enhancement on minions is always good. Yeah, for sure. His second dial is more tie-up oriented. Um, he has invol top click for a 50 point piece and a 3 damage, but he has no other powers. And then he has 3 clicks of toughness. And ranged combat expert towards the end. So he has a trait. Oh, sorry, I forgot about his trait. <laughs> he can fly and use ram. Uh, when he uses ram, his movement may be made up of 2 direct lines, which is really cool. Um, so basically, usually when you use RAM, you have to move only in a single horizontal yeah. or vertical or diagonal direction. So he can basically do two flight paths. So basically, he's going to be able to RAM however you want him to RAM. That's really cool, with especially with a 10 and a 3. Oh, yeah. Um, and a 9 movement. So he, I love these guys. I'd They're like to pick great. up a bunch of these guys. Um, they, I wish they had elf keyword though, so I could play them with the elf. Everyone's from, been saying that. God, I want some Lord of the Rings. It was kind of funny because, like, when we when everyone was picking prizes today, these guys went so fast before even some of the rares went. Like they're just that damn good. The uh, number four. I'm not that excited about this Malekith, although I don't know. We saw him do well today. Uh, I he, think in most situations he's not amazing, but I think in yeah. today's particularly he was ridiculous. He has two point options. Uh, well, first off, he has Mystics and Power Cosmic, of course, the best two team builders, or two of the best. A nine range, but he has a 350 dial and a 225 dial. His trait is characters hit by an attack from Malekith can't use defense powers until their next turn. Damn. See, what made it good today was everyone has Power Cosmic, of course, so can't use defense means you can't use willpower. So people were just, they had to, it slowed down these big heavy pieces massively. And then his half dial, which is 225, he starts with Invincible. Um, he, he's a he's an okay piece for 225, short ass dial though. I Personally, I like his 225 better than his. Oh, it's way better because if you get hit with that Invincible for like 3, you roll on to a 12 attack, 18. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to sink a lot of, now that Invincible is out, if I'm going to sink a lot of points into a piece, I would prefer it to definitely have Invincible top click. Yeah. Especially because he has Power Cosmic, too, so you're not going to be able to outwit that Invincible either. You're going to have to deal oh, with yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that technically, yeah. Um, the only bad thing about another. the bad thing about the 225 dial, though, is it doesn't move and attack it. It just has sidestep. But um, not a bad piece. Late dial, he picks up a special defense power called uh, Last Stand. He gets Super Senses and Toughness. So he's a little pricey. But he's good. But that trade, if you can make the most of it, it's pretty There's a few targets you can use it on. Like, I feel like he's the kind of piece where you get that first shot in on somebody, especially with Precision Strike when he gets down to it, for that one click. Like, if someone hits you for four on the top dial or 
five or four or three and a half. Well, let's see, five would have you'd lose three. Yeah, four or five would knock him straight onto precision. Oh, no, with invincible, if you get it for five, you can choose to take two. Because remember, it lets you round yeah. down when other things don't. Um, so four or five, would, which is an average hit, would knock him straight on precision strike. And you have running shot precision strike right there. Yeah. You hit their big piece, you get rid of their defensive powers, and your whole team just focus fires them. Uh, you know what would be awesome? Because it says hit and not deal damage, if you could somehow get lucky enough to have him pick up the Doc Ock arms and shoot four <laughs> people and hit them yeah. all. Or you could give them energy explosion. Out their entire sort of ring. Yeah, that's true. Energy explosion, too. That'd be pretty sick. Some, some sort of ring. Some sort of ring. <laughs> Just boom. Your whole entire team's defense powers are gone. Um, Sif's really cool, number five. she She's probably my favorite out of these, actually, um, besides the the chase. And the main reason I like the chase is, again, just because his trade is so sick. Or just because his sculpt is so sick. Um, Sif has a special trait called Mistress of the Blade. She has blades when an adjacent friendly character with the Asgardian and Warrior keywords uses blades. The minimum result of that character's D6 roll is its printed damage value. That's pretty damn useful. Yeah. Uh, a, because a lot of Asgardians have blades, and B, because then there's absolutely no downside to rolling the blades. If you're always going to at least get your two or three damage out of it, then why not take the risk? And it's, Honestly, what I'm happy about is, like, the Warriors 3 figures, I don't want to say they're bad, but usually they're not, like, great, really good pieces. And I feel like this Sif has a lot of good capabilities for her point cost, and she's really good at helping out, like, allies. She also has a cool defense power up. It's Invul, and when she's adjacent to Thor, he can use Shape Change, but only on a six. Hmm. So helping out, and she has Empower as well. Uh, Empower is nothing to scoff at. She picks up a special damage power, none so sharp as Asgardian Steel. When Sif makes a close combat attack, she may, uh, sorry, got tongue tied there. She may target all adjacent opposing characters. If she doesn't, if she does. Then the damage dealt by the attack can be divided in any way among the successfully hit targets. So it's like bolts for melee. Provided that all damage dealt is divided among them. So basically you have to divide the damage. Oh. You don't have an option is what it seems like to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but she does a precision strike when she has that power. Which Ooh, is crazy. So she's yeah. hitting multiple people with precision oh, strike and she has flurry. So basically she's flurrying and it just says when she makes a close combat attack... So she can flurry and with each hit target multiple people and be getting the benefits of precision strike too. That's, That's pretty pretty awesome. She has decently high defense numbers too. She has a while she has that she has eighteen and then later she picks up uh, reflexes with sixteen, so she gets eighteen again. I like her. I mean, a hundred points is a little pricey, but as far as the other pieces in this set, I feel like she's pretty dang playable. Yeah, I mean, she's a short dial at. 100 for 6 clicks. That's about average these days, though. Really? Yeah, 6, 7. I mean, click, uh, clicks are getting shorter. Yeah, it's for true. sure. But, I mean, like, for her capabilities and everything, I think she's great. Like, I would play her. Yeah, with Asgardian and Warrior pieces, she's going to be sick, especially with that trait, man. Uh, number 6 is Tier. Who? We know how much we love Tier here. Um, I love this Tier. This guy's 200 points, but he has 8 clicks of badassery. A trait called Warbringer. At the beginning of your turn, all friendly characters within six, a hundred points or less, and have both Asgardian and Warrior, can you sidestep and get plus one damage values this turn? What? He has a top he has a special defense power top click, which is Invul. 
when he's targeted with the close combat attack, he gets plus one defense for each adjacent opposing character. So the more people that you have next to him, the higher his defense gets. Flurry, uh, super strength, and empower for his top couple clicks. I would run him with a horde of those Asgardian warriors from Hammer of Thor in a heartbeat. I mean, those figures are already good. They have blades and all that stuff, but I mean, like, just all giving them sidestep on top of that and all that crap, just letting them tear it up. Oh, yeah, and, and giving empower. them all plus one damage. Well, and power wouldn't really help him with their blades, but. Uh, he has a attack of a Quake, but when he does, his damage value becomes three and is locked instead of two. And he has sidestep when he gets that as well. And then late dial, he gets some charge blades and empower, so. He's pretty good. I like him. Again, he's a little pricey. I for efficiency, the fear itself tier I feel is far oh, superior. Yeah. It, that tier is far superior, but this guy's definitely going to be fun, especially on your Asgardian and Warrior teams. And like I said, he'd be a good Horde token piece as well. Um, as far as playability, he's one of the more playable pieces out of the set. Number seven's not too shabby. It's a generic Marauder. Um, he has a very good top dial, uh, charge and exploit. With a nine, so he's gonna he can move five and then exploit for three with and the end bowl as well. Yeah. Um, he has a very skittles style. Yeah, he, that's each click is just as different as the last. And uh, there's one point where he has uh, sidestep blades and a special damage power, which hasn't been spoiled yet. So, and I haven't got my hands on one of these guys yet either. So I can tell you, there was one today. I should have looked. They're not too bad. Um, 75 points. They they look a lot like a lot of the Lord of the Rings clicks. Yeah, for being a Skittles dial, I think he's it's one of those figures that like if I was running, I would want to know when to push him and on to what. Mm-hmm. Because you never... There's a lot of weird stuff on there. At least his defense stays fairly consistent until his last click, of course. Next piece I like, uh, Curse. 250 point power cosmic piece with two traits. One of them is Battle Fury. And if Curse enters play through the Battlefield promotion ability, so that lets you know should, that he has a promotion. Should you read the other one first, the one that turns into him? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we can do that. Let's read number nine first, Algram. Actually, I had thought about that earlier, and I forgot. Uh, battlefield promote trait. When he would take... And I like his Battlefield promote better than the anniversary ones. I agree. When Algram would take three or more damage from an attack, you may replace him with Curse on his orange starting line. When Algrim would be KO'd, roll a d6 and add the amount of damage he has just taken. Not damage dealt to him, which sucks. It would be better if it was damage dealt, but the amount of damage he has just taken. On a result of seven to more, seven or more, replace him with Curse on his orange starting line instead. Um, this guy is pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he's a little expensive, 125 points, but he has charge and exploit top dial, top couple clicks. Blades for like the whole mid dial. I think, I mean, it's kind of, with his two different ways to promote it, it would kind of be a, a preference type thing. Yeah. I almost would let, I would rather wait till he dies and take my chances that way. Yeah. Because he has a pretty damn good dial already, if you right. look at it. I the mean, only problem I could see is if your opponent knew he was getting near his end and they blasted him for just. Yeah, definitely. Time. I mean, that's going to be the risk you run. But even then, well, let's, see, let's you, say they hit you for... Let's say you're on second to last click and they have to hit you and make you take two. You still only need to roll a five or six, so you still have a decent chance oh, yeah. of promoting. Um, if you do promote into Curse, then this piece is worth his points and he's pretty good. Even if you don't, though, he's not too bad of a dial. Yeah. There's worse ways to spend 125 points. 
but the curse dial the, is 250 points. If you play him starting him out, not promoting into him, uh, he has type, top dial hypersonic, only a 7 though, but 7 hypersonic with a 12 attack super strength and 4 damage, so he'll hit for 6 with a heavy object with Battle Fury as well. Uh, like we said, if he enters uh, play through Battlefield Promotion, he is KO'd when he crosses the red KO line. When a countdown click is showing, he can't be moved, placed, targeted, or damaged. And at the end of your turn, turn this dial once to the right. So he's like the Weapon X or the yeah. Ice Cap. If all, friendly, if all characters friendly to Curse are KO'd, all countdown clicks become KO'd clicks. This ability can't be ignored. So if they knock out your guys before he gets out, then he never gets out, basically. Um, is that red or is it orange in the middle there? I assume that is orange because it says the uh, replacement things. His uh, battle for promotion says orange. So even see, I wasn't sure if like he started play on the countdown clicks or if when he goes to promote, he has to deal with the countdown clicks to become cursed. So really, I don't really like the 250 point version a lot but I would love to bring him with me yeah. when I play my Algrim oh, yeah, you know what I mean right. I think Algrim is a pretty dang good piece and, and decently playable even and it's a cool even if it's not it's a cool idea to me yeah, like, even if it wasn't playable I'm happy they're kind of messing with the promotion mechanic with definitely like this. and promotion is one of the mechanics I love personally I love having options I think that's one of the reasons I love like, Beast Boy so much or is Rick Jones having freaking three different characters on yeah, the sideline. It was yeah. awesome to have my three AEs and be like, do I need the super strength face masher or do I need the uh, energy explosion from Or Captain do I Marvel? feel like rolling for random perplexes? Yeah, so <laughs> I hit sixes more often than not with him today, so it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, number ten Heimdall. We know how we love Heimdall. Oh. Actually I don't know if I like Sif better or if I like these this piece better. Traded Super Senses, first oh, of all. Jesus Christ. And a uh, damage power. I see all things. He can use perp and prob as if he had a range of eight. When he does, he can use improved targeting, ignores hindering, and characters. Ooh, what? Dang. I like that. With eight range. And how much does he want? He's 175, though. He's worth it, though. He oh. has uh, seven clicks with Indom. Charge and blades, and then that special perp and prob that can see through characters. Oh, wait, we haven't got to his attack power. That's ridiculous, dude. And then the second half of his dial, he gets a special attack power, TK. If an opposing character moved or was placed adjacent to Heimdall since your last turn, he can use TK as a free action, but only to place that opposing character. Oh my God. So you get a chance to move him away. You know what I would play him with? The Heimdall from Fear Itself. I'd put them right next to each other. They'd get stop moving in, and then when they finally do move up, you could free action TK them back away. <laughs> make them keep, oh you could God. somehow like give them both stealth from something too. Mister <laughs> Underhill. Yeah, I like this guy a lot, man. He's fun. Uh, he's one of the more playable pieces. He has as he has good keywords as guardian and warrior and yeah. deity. Um, I think he's definitely one of the more playable pieces and one that you could field at your local venue a few times and and do well with. I'm pretty happy with the way he turned out. Uh, number 11 is Fandral, who has the Warriors 3 keyword. The only one out of the uh, comic book store uh, version of these figures that has the Warriors 3. So we assume that the other That's Warriors cool. 3 will be in the mass market exclusive. Which sucks. Which hopefully will finally come out. But yeah. uh, Traded 
Warriors 3, friendly characters with the keyword marked with one action token, can you sidestep? That's pretty cool. That's, That's an awesome card. Awesome. That's already better because the uh, a lot of the other Warriors 3 traits we've seen in the past, they have to be within so many squares. This is just it, any of them. It doesn't specify. As long as they have one action token, they can use sidestep. Uh, this isn't a bad dial. It, it's a good 75-point, pretty efficient piece. Charge and uh, perplex with a 17-plus reflexes and a special attack power. Blades Claws Fangs. Once per turn, if he uses it and the hit target takes less than 2 damage, another friendly character may immediately make a close combat oh. attack targeting the same character as a free action. So, you roll Blades, and all shucks, I didn't roll that well. Well, at least my Heimdall gets to smack you in the well, face as well. Hell, you could smack somebody with Imperv with him just to get a free attack from a big exploiting character or something. Mm. Or is it attack or action? It's a. F- oh it, gosh, that's you don't get an action. The oh, second it's an attack, never mind. The second character just gets an attack, but yeah, kind of almost want to roll too. <laughs> and then a uh, bottom dial, he gets flurry, willpower, and exploit weakness. So you got the option there of do you want need the I mean, flurry or do you need the exploit? Points, so I mean, yeah, seventy five points, a good piece. As guardian warrior, warriors three. And It'll per- be interesting to see what the other warriors three traits end up being because if they're both really good too, then the warriors three will be a very fun. Team. team to run at your local venue. Freaking, who's the fat one? Volstag. Volstag better eat people. Uh, number 12, Cronin Stoneman. I like this guy's dial a lot, actually. Guy. He's awesome. Uh, he has the giant symbol, six clicks long. Top dial is charge, 11 attack, super strength, and three damage battle fury. Uh, with giant reach, mind you, since he's a giant. And a 17 impervious. Then he gets two clicks of sidestepped and uh, invincible. And then his bottom three clicks his attack power gets even beefier uh charge and exploit with super strength with 11 and the next click of a 12 and then uh, bottom dial he gets close combat expert have you seen their sculpt yet yes it's way too big for those boxes yes. <laughs> is it really yeah it's, it, it's the heaviest one it, they're like that big if you get Man. these packs and it feels really heavy it's actually not the chase thor it's this guy Chase Thor is the second heaviest one out of these guys. Yeah, these guys are pretty good for hundred points. They're they're cool too. Like I, I really like them. And Indom, I mean Indom on one hundred point with a good dial like that is, and giant sidestep and CCE is like always good, man. Yeah. So I felt like they were definitely one of the more playable uh, pieces out of I, the set. I want to say like, and as I said earlier, after Iron, starting with Iron Man three, I feel like these movie sets have really like. Dark Knight Rises had a lot of playable stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, like... I mean, Lieutenant Gordon's, like... <laughs> still top tier. Yeah. But, like, they're doing some really good general solid pieces out of these movie sets that I'm really liking. Uh, on to the starter set, and we'll do the chase last. Uh, Thor has a special movement ability. He can use charge. He can use it normally. Or when he's given an action to use charge, if he moves in a direct line, he can use improved movement ignores characters and after actions resolve each character occupying a square Thor moved through is dealt one damage assigned an action token and may be placed in a square adjacent to their current position damn if you can get that power off he's 175 points for that top dial if you want that power you're going to need to pay the 175 points if you start him at 100 he has running shot and a special attack power called God of Thunder 
Uh, he can use Energy Explosion. When he's given a ranged combat action, you can lock his damage value. If you do, all hit characters are also given an, an action token. So you can use that with Energy Explosion. So if you have... so for Basically, right you there, can't enhance or perplex it. Yeah, so if you already didn't have the option to do that anyway, it's like a lot oh, yeah. to shoe in. Like, I would do that. Personally, I think that the cheaper dial is very good and the better of the options... Because he has 8 range, so as long as you keep him back safe from harm, he's going to be wreck, wreaking havoc with that energy explosion plus tokens. But it is worth the one. It's worth the extra 75 points off. If you even get that special uh, movement off one time, that's so good. Yeah. What I would say with it is like... If you don't, though, it's not worth the 75 points. What I would do is give him... Run him with some characters that could buff his speed in some way, or some object that can. Because that puts his charge up to an 8... Oh, what about the uh, kinetic accelerometer bullshit? Oh, yeah. God, somebody's going to do that. Mark my words. Barry's going to bust that out at a tournament. It's going to be that and this sword. (laughs) So just charge full freaking map. I I all I need to ban all those things from dugout because there's so many stupid, ridiculous ones that should be. No, I like the cauldron. It stops void. Still be illegal. But, uh,. Yeah, if you can get that thing off one time, he's made up his 75 yeah, points. and that's what I'm saying. With the bonus movement speed, like, you could even get more out of it. Like, I feel like he's kind of restricted down to a 5 movement to do whatever with. Yeah. But if he had, like, even a 7, that infinitely increases his possibilities to get more damage output out there. If you could even go past... Because you're also still getting the attack from the charge, Oh, too. it is important to note, um, he does have a Avengers Initiative with that energy explosion thing. Or he has a Avengers Initiative, so... That energy explosion thing is even better. Like I said, I, I like his 100-point dial a lot. Um, I, I like both. I, it's a little shallow, and it's only five clicks, but yeah. with eight-range running shot and... Uh, Asgardian and Avengers keywords. Yeah, uh-huh. true. With Indomitable, too. You just keep him back, let him take his shots, let him energy explosion and give action yeah. tokens. One of the better, if not the oh, best. he gets the movement. Of, I didn't realize he got a down dial, too, on the normal dial. Yeah, he gets it yeah. at one random click. But, I mean, if you really want to dependably oh, yeah. at least start with it, then you're going to want that pay for 175 points. Uh, the second piece is Malekith 102. Traded uh, when he is dealt damage and the attacker rolled the D6 for blades. Damage dealt can't be reduced below one, so he's weaker to blades. Uh, movement ability... Force Blast and Sidestep. <laughs> oh, I can good. already see some hilariousness with that. He has super strength and looks like uh, plus or no, not plus shape change on his uh, damage power for the first few clicks. He picks up Psychic Blast and Pulse Wave in the second half of his dial with Mastermind, Shape Change, and Super Senses. I do always love having Shape Change and Super Senses at the same time. I love having Mastermind, Shape Changes. However, and I don't like pieces that pick up Mastermind in the bottom half of their dials. I yeah. agree. Personally, I mean, if I'm playing Mastermind piece, I want to know, I want to build a team around the fact that it has Mastermind. That's true, but I'm kind of happy with the fact that he has that when he also has regen. So, I mean, if I had to position him somewhere and I had to heal him up and I'm on that last click, it's nice to know that even if I fail that regen, I can just pawn off the damage onto somebody else. I mean, I like him. I do too. I think it's a decent figure. Uh, for 100 points, having what is seven, it, seven clicks, clicks like that? Seven good clicks that are going to last you a long time because he has shape change, and then he gets super senses and shape change. See, here's the deal. If I look at this piece, and I took away all his attack powers, just left the rest of it, he's amazing right there. Like He's a great defensive piece. He's a great tie-up piece, whatever you want to do with him. Even with, with the attack powers... He is well more than worth 100 points to me. Yeah, he's all right. I'm really digging this other Sif from the starter set. Uh, 75 points. 
charge and blades the top two clicks flurry and precision strike the next the mid two clicks and then sidestep blades exploit the last two clicks Damn. and she improved movement ignores characters yeah I, no special powers just straightforward kicking your ass 75 points i love it that's a good vanilla dial i'm really liking it uh, i'm really liking the loki too 104 he has a special defense power of shape change and toughness when he succeeds on shape change, he can be placed in a square of hindering within three squares in line of fire. If the attack was a close combat attack, the attacker's action resolves immediately. So Ooh. if it was a hypersonic, they or have to flurry. stop. If it was a flurry, they can't make the other one against one of your other characters or something like that. So That's awesome. Pretty useful. Uh, he also has perplex during that. And then he gets psychic blast, uh, mid-dial... He gets Stealth, Outwit, and Incap, Mid-Dial, and then last two clicks he gets Charging Blades. Not too bad. 100 points is um, pretty decent. I think the Asgardian keyword will go a long way on him, because paying 5 points for that top dial willpower yeah. will be Looking useful. at him, he's like, he's a 100 point support piece to me. Like, flat out. Like, he's got a good perplex. As most good, Lokis are. Yeah. He's got a good perplex, a good teleport, a good defensive ability to get out of problems. Um, he's not amazing. I don't. I don't think if I was going to spend a hundred points on a support piece in Asgardians, there's much better options out there. Probably even better, cheaper ones. There's better Loki's. Oh, there's better Loki's straight out. Fair yeah. But he's not too bad. Yeah, he's interesting. This uh, 105 Dark Elf Scout and not really feeling that much. It's a 50 point six clicks though. It's 50 points with stealth and a special attack power. Opposing characters hit by Dark Elf Scout's ranged combat attack cannot use the flight ability until your next turn. Meh. Meh. Uh, damage is a minion power. If a friendly character named Malekith is within eight squares, he can use enchantment. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Or, sorry, enhancement. <laughs> um, enchantment. See, and He picks up end cap and willpower and shape change late dial, but his attack drops to an eight, and he gets earthbound. See, I like him better... Is he a flyer? Yeah, he's a flyer. That's why he picks up Earthbound. That's a mistake. Okay. Um, for a 50-point flyer, though, that's nothing really to scoff at. I mean, that's carry. Yeah, um, that's I guess he's 50 not. 50-point carry enhance if he's near Malekith. I mean, that's not bad. I guess playing a few of them with longer I Malekith. Yeah, I wouldn't use him without Malekith, probably. And I wouldn't use him... you got to abuse that enhancement flying to get the most out of him. Um, he's definitely not an offensive piece by any means. I'm kind of curious on whether I should get the starter set or not. It's okay. It's got a... Oh, the horde tokens. Do they have those on? Oh, them? shit. I forgot that the thing comes with horde tokens. And there's some good ones. Like, really cool, really good horde tokens. And not only does it come with horde tokens, they're freaking good. Um, yeah. Although not all of them are spoiled yet, so we can't actually talk about them. But I will be linking this entire thread that we're going over. I'll be linking it in the comments so you guys can look through. Hopefully by the time that this podcast comes out and you guys get to searching through these these uh, this thread, hopefully yeah. all of the bystander and the horde tokens will be posted on here. You know what I want as a horde token already? I want aim agents as a horde token. We already got some good aim agents. Yeah, but I mean, like, I want, like, tons of cannon fodder, five-point aim agents I can stack to Oblivion and mastermind tons of damage to. But we also, hopefully by the point that you guys look at this, the freaking somebody will get their hands on the target pieces. 
Seriously? <laughs> Hopefully it's me that gets my hands on the target pieces and I can spoil them on here for everybody to see because I'm tired of trying to chase the things down. Yeah, man. That's why after Iron Man 3, I swore I wouldn't go after Mass Market anymore. Well, it's like I kind of I want to because everybody's going to want them. Like, all the extra Iron Man pieces I had were so easy to move. That's true. I've, I've been getting ridiculous offers for some of my they stuff were so, that I don't want to move. They were so easy to move, yeah. those guys. And I just wanted to do the... And, and the the ones that you get from comic stores are so easy to obtain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody has them. But, anyways, let's, I think, real oh, quick, let's do 106 Curse real quick. Uh, defense powers can't be countered. That's a trait. And he has... <clears throat> excuse me. He has good in defense powers. He has... 17's almost his whole dial. Uncountable, invincible. Yeah, invincible, then impervious, and then uh, invul. He's not too bad of a dial. He has a special movement power, the Wild Hunt. During your first turn, choose an opposing character. He can use charge. He can choose to use it normally, or choose not to have his speed value from charge, but can only make close combat attacks against the chosen opposing character during that action. That's pretty awesome. And he has an 11 attack, super strength, 4 damage. That's eight charge. So at eight square charge, that's with eleven attack. That's in for six. Is nothing to scoff at. Yeah, he's a one fifty point character. I mean, like I'm not sold at one fifty for him. He's eight clicks. I tell you what, if he, ha- I mean, of course it wouldn't make sense for him to have Asgardian keyword, but if he did, and you could pay a few extra points to give him uh, willpower top click, he'd be well worth. Yeah, he's another one of those pieces with like a few with a good speed buff or something that you could really, really get the use out of. Last but not least, the Chase Thor. Like I said, I won him Wednesday. His sculpt is oh so very sexy. Let me see. He has lots oh of light. Uh, you guys can see it uh, on our um, Instagram. Sucks to be you guys, though, because we're seeing it right now. And oh my god. He's got. Oh my god. The coolest thing about him, somebody pointed out on Instagram, is his little war scars on his forehead. Yeah. Like oh, the yeah. blood. Like, uh, anyways, the dial is not too bad. There's a 400 point option and a 200 point option. He ignores characters on movement. He has Avengers Initiative team ability. Which is never anything to scoff at, especially and if you can copy it. his trait is really good. Super, He gets super strength. Adjacent friendly characters can use toughness. Talk about running that with horde tokens. Once <laughs> yeah. per turn, he can use defend. Talk about running that with horde tokens. With a 19 defense top dials, defend. That's pretty damn useful. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, he has 8 range double bolt. 11 running shot. 12 attack with a special power that will work with running shot. Give him a ranged combat action. He can use improved targeting, ignore characters. Again, I told you they're throwing this targeting around too much. This shit's going to get out of hand. It doesn't look like any different than like sharpshooter, though. Uh, it's better. Austin. Ignores your own guys. So true. But That's why it's they're going to break the game with this shit, man. I'm telling Paul that right now. The AoE for this ranged attack is any one square within range and line of fire and each adjacent square to it. So even if you actually you could couldn't target see a square, it, yeah. yeah, you could t- shoot somebody hiding behind a piece of blocking or a or wall. Sitting or sitting one back from a rim or yeah. something. Uh, and each adjacent square to it. A hit character occupying the chosen square is dealt Thor's printed damage value. All other hit characters are dealt Thor's printed damage value minus one. Oh, oh shucks, they're not taking five, they're taking oh four. It's, it's like mega energy explosion with a 12 attack when he does it's that. It's 400 points. Yeah, so it's expensive, but it's worth it, man. It's, that's yeah. cool. In a big point games, like on a big Avengers yeah, team. that's going to wreck. This, like if you're playing a 1,000 point Avengers team, this guy needs to be your key, like huge 
piece that you sink your points into. I do wish he had Power Cosmic since he's so expensive, but not too shabby. Um, he has a a special movement power. He also gets kind of mixed around in his dial, along with a, a good mix of hypersonic. It's a charge and flurry, of course, always good. And he has a mixture of impervious, invincible, invul, all kind of scattered around. They were just like, let's put defense powers that are really <laughs> yeah. good on Thor. They're like, uh, throw this on two, five, and six. Throw <laughs> hypersonic on three, five, and seven. It just feels like there's no cohesive yeah, design there, here, man. There is no, there's no uh, method to the madness <laughs> on this style. Who's Thor? He could do a lot of shit. Let's do it. His attack powers never dip that low. I mean, they stay at 10, 12 top, then 11s and 10s the whole time until his last couple clicks. Um, and close combat experts. It's clicks. still 10 clicks. So. 10 clicks long. I like the dial. And um, he never has anything lower than inv- or, uh, invulnerable. If you play him at the 200 point dial instead of the um, 5 or the 400. Then you're still getting six clicks. And a first click of Invincible. With the top click of Charge Flurry Invincible with 11 and 4. And still getting that trait of Super Strength and uh, the Defend thing, too. And you still ignore characters on attack, which is stupid. He won't pick up the special uh, Call Down the Lightning attack until the end game, or the end of his dial, though, if you're playing him at 200. So. Yeah. Not bad. I like the 400 point better just specifically because of that call down the lightning, but 200 point dial is not bad either. He's a fun chase piece. It's going to be interesting to see what the uh, mass market exclusive is. Loki Thor duo. I really hope it's Loki Thor duo, man. I really, I'm just keeping it would my make, fingers crossed. It would make sense, but that's going to go for so much money. Because I've never gotten my hands on the old Loki Thor chase yet, and it's so expensive to get yeah. hold so I'm really hoping that they make it. But I guess we'll only time will tell. I have to say overall though, the impressions of the set have been great. Like it's a pretty good set. It's I, for a movie set, it's a pretty good one. There's, I like it a lot. Um There's not a ton of like stuff that I can say I thought immediately that I'm gonna go play. But there's stuff in here that I could see myself playing if I needed to fill some holes in some teams. I love Heimdall and Sif. I like most of the starter set. I think the starter set's pretty good, especially the fact that it comes with the Horde tokens and your PAC. Yeah, definitely pick it up for those stupid Horde tokens. Um, Sif, Heimdall are, are pretty dang good pieces. That tier's pretty good. So, and that Thor. I mean, there's a couple really good Thors in the yeah, thing, man. so... It's a pretty good set overall, playability-wise. I mean, there's no like obvious meta pieces or anything in it. Yeah. But I think it's a definitely if you're a Thor fan, you got to pick up this set. All right, now that Austin's out. <laughs> if you're a Mar- if you're a Marvel fan, I think you should pick up a, a few of these guys. So. They're definitely good. It's definitely not crap. That's for yeah. sure. So it's just I really don't like this design. I mean, having to go out and shell out some money at Target. <laughs> Oh well, you. I mean, you can get the comic book or yeah. the regular, the store pieces, and we got a we got our hands on some of them today. Yeah, did it? Yeah, I picked up a Heimdall Wednesday uh, when we did prizes at GP along with the Chase. Oh yeah, I got uh, I got Malekith and Curse. I think. Yeah, I got um, Loki and Curse. I think. So I need the other guy. So. I want to pick up some of those generics, especially the the elf. I think everyone wants the dark elves. Yeah, I'd like to pick up a few of those stone men too. They look pretty good. The old stoners. If you like your Asgardians, pick up the set. 
even if you're just a Marvel fan in general, I feel like it's it's worth picking up a few of these pieces. I'm pretty excited for this movie. I mean, it seems like I don't know why, but when it comes to the movies, no one really gets excited for Thor for some reason. Yeah, that's true. I thought the first one was pretty it good. It was pretty Did good. Did you like it? Yeah. Yes. I liked all the actors. Um, yeah. They were all pretty good. Then, I guess I... I'll take that back, actually. You know, I didn't like Natalie Portman. <laughs> That's who I was about to say. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that I really care for Natalie Portman, but as far as Chris... Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is a great Thor. Who's the guy that plays the... Stellan Skarsgård. The guy, the... Doctor, uh, oh Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Okay, and of course Anthony Hopkins. Where can you go? Uh, where can Anthony you go? Hopkins. He is Odin. Oh, excuse me, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir, I mean he's he's Sir Anthony Hopkins. My only hope is that one day I will earn a, enough respect know, in this life that people have to refer to me as Sir. Or just, get, or just get freaking knighted by this. Movie. I was gonna say, how do I get knighted? Well, I need uh, to, hopefully she's into hero clicks. <laughs> I need to start up, the queen. Start upon this journey of being knighted. <laughs> uh, all right, that's enough talk about the set. As like, as we said, as a whole, good set. If you're a Marvel or Thor fan, pick it up. Uh, as far as is there, are there any super good meta pieces in this no. thing? There's not no. a Killian that I've seen. There's so no, far. yeah. There's definitely no Killian, or at least, well, I shouldn't say definitely, definitely, because you never know what's in the mass happen. market. What could and we also out. haven't seen the Target ones, so when those come out, we'll quickly go over them. And I, I think the reason there hasn't been, though, from what I've seen, is that the point costs are all pretty consistently high. Yeah, it's like the Iron Man set, how all the suits were really high point cost, and it was actually the cheap low-end people that ended up being the power pieces from that scene. And in Man of Steel, when I first saw Laura Lorvan, I knew yeah. she was going to be really good, just because she's so cheap, plus her good effect. And those Kryptonian scientists, too, like I said, I know that not everybody talks about those guys, but I think they're pretty good for their points. Yeah, the, mo- the and movie their keywords. it's the minions and the cheap support pieces that really... Uh, let's move into community. A community question this week, which I didn't post till this morning because I <laughs> totally forgot about. Hell I love the community. Although we still got tons of of answers. Really um, awesome. Yeah. Um, the we question was, "What's your favorite Fast Forces?" Well, what do you? What are you guys' personal favorite Chaos Fast Forces? Uh, I think I'm pretty. Uh, now I don't mean specific figure. Because of course everybody's gonna the say the rest Chaos of Chaos Force Fast Force was garbage. Like, there's a few pieces in it. The Wasp okay. is good. The, the Wasp, Wasp is good, is and the Scarlet Witch is good. The rest that of that Thor is really like, meh. Calling the Scarlet hey, Witch. That's just the good. Thor that I used on my custom Hellboy. I know. So that don't Thor you sit really and talk meh. shit. That's a pretty expensive Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, not Thor. So Austin's is Chaos War. No, I really don't. I can't say that there's been a Fast Force yet yeah. that's really grabbed me. Like may I've never there hasn't been a fast force I've looked at and I've been like man I have to buy that really because there's definitely some that I Watchmen, absolutely love probably and Watchmen's not a bad one uh is that the one with the community yeah I think well is War of the Light a fast forces yeah yeah, yeah. I'll go with War of the Light then okay I thought about I was gonna say War of the Light and then I was like. Justice League fifty two. Oh shit! It did. The Flash with the traded yeah. four to six super senses of police. Right. And that stupid. You Wonder have Woman. the really good Wonder Woman that oh can my attack after being carried. That Superman's really good. The Batman with triple end cap who has the special trait that used to not be able to be pulse waved. And then you also had the um, the Green Lantern that I love so much, who's really good for his points at a hundred points. And the Cyborg's not too shabby either. Yeah, I just like the War of the Light one because it's a lot of. Uh 
It's a lot of weird characters we didn't get in like other sets, and like they they had interesting powers. I also liked um, the map in that set too. It was the um, the beaches, yeah, uh, with the statues on on the sand. I, I like that map. Yeah, too. That and map I think the really other cool. side was the Gotham City rooftops as well. I'm trying to what it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. That was a good Fast Forces. That and uh, Streets of Gotham are my favorite. The Birds of Prey. See, I've never been like huge on Birds of Prey. Uh, so see, I've played the entire Fast Forces as a team one time, and they kicked ass because of Oracle's trait. Yeah. And the, their piece, their traits that um, if they do something with Oracle, like they get plus one for on any value. Like they're so versatile. Even the hunt, like the Huntress, is good. The Black Canary is a boss. Um, of course, Oracle, and then you have the the Lady Blackhawk that can carry them all in as a team. Like that's a great. There fast hasn't forces. been any Fast Forces for main sets since SOG, has there? Spider Man didn't have one. Wolverine didn't have one. Teen Titans, oh, Teen Titans had Ravagers. I was gonna say Teen Titans had one, but Invincible Iron Man doesn't have one. Yeah, it's weird. So I'm wondering if they're just gonna start doing them for only CTDs and Gravity Feeds. I couldn't tell you. Well, they haven't been doing Fast Force. They've been doing starter sets though. Yeah. yeah. For. Uh, yeah, because Iron Man 3 was also a starter set as well. It wasn't a Fast Forces. Yeah. Yeah, there haven't been besides Teen Titans and then SOG. I'm wondering if they're phasing out Fast Forces in favor of starters. Um, there's good and bad with that. Maybe they're just trying to throw them in every so many months, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, starters are better for new players, but you don't always want to shell out an extra 10 bucks for... Yeah, you know, seriously. I'd rather they do, like... A hybrid version of both of them, just throw them out randomly, be set independent, and do like teams. Well, here's the thing I love Fast Forces as long as the characters aren't the exact same characters in the set. Like Batman, you're getting characters you're already getting. Whereas um, Streets of Gotham, it was all Birds of Prey, and you weren't getting a, six different versions of Huntress in that yeah. set. You know what I mean? And um, like Rat- Teen Titans, you weren't getting a hundred different versions of the Ravagers in the set. You were only getting yeah, like yeah. one version for each. You know yeah, what I mean? and I'm I lo- what I was saying and what me and uh, some other guys were talking about is like I would like to see like they release ATAs in a new system where they release a starter kit with one team. They could use sculpts from different sets if they wanted to, just new dials, and they come with an ATA for that team. And some other stuff, and it would just be a nice way to release ATA slowly into the meta, and it would give a good starting off point for players who like want to pick up their favorite teams or whatever. Oh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yes, Listen, sorry, <laughs> no, we got off on a tangent. So the question was favorite fast forces. Um, I'd say overall, I heard Chaos War probably the most, and I think that's probably because just Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. And a lot of people even admit that yeah. it's just a Scarlet Witch. But a whole lot of people said Streets of Gotham, actually. Which is a good Fast yeah. Forces. Yeah, I'm telling you. that. I mean, that's a great... I don't know if people actually play their Fast Forces they pick up, but um, a couple people did say New 52. I also got a couple Galactic Guardians. That was another one of my Ooh, favorites. yeah, that was my uh, first The one. Annihilators. Yeah. And a lot of people like the Batman, um, too. No War of the Light Lovers? I did not hear anybody say War of the Light. You know, I really like the Sinestro, and I really like the Atrocity. I guess they're all pretty good, though. They're, they're all okay. Like, they're not, I wouldn't say they're amazing pieces, but they're all fun. Another great thing about that being the Fast Forces is all, pretty much all of those were super rares in that set. Yeah. And so you're getting you know easy access to those characters without having to find the super yeah. rares for that set. So, um, Dial Design. We got everybody's first character there. Now officially first round is officially over we got tons of submissions dear god guys the teams you've chosen have me just like i'm so psyched for this contest 
Um, we can go through some of them. We have an Uncanny X-Force uh, team is going to be happening. We have an Illuminati team base. Very good, Swagnito. Uncanny X-Men, which is really cool. I had thought about that, and then I saw this triage, and I was like, yep, yeah, somebody's doing it. Which <laughs> triage is really cool. You, he has to do gold balls. I'm going to go ahead and make that a requirement. If gold he balls, better be called gold balls. If gold balls is not on the team base, it would be very <laughs> disqualified. Uh, the Runaways. Um, which one was this one? I can't remember. Night. Oh, Night Shift. From. Oh yeah, that's the from, yeah. from the hood. team or whatever. Yeah. Uh, a Brotherhood of Mutants, of course. Um, Star Jammers. Yeah, I do love Star Jammers. Although I tell you, my favorite run of Star Jammers is the Realm of Kings run. Uh, Defenders. The Cabal. I knew somebody would be doing the Cabal. Cabal. Um, Alpha Flight, which I'm surprised they didn't do like an Alpha Flight uh, Fast Horses for Iron Man, you know? Especially with it being a sub-theme and with them not being clicks very often. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, Which, what team base was this? Oh, the NYX team. You know, not not that I have the NYX books. I have the first issue just because that's X-23's first issue. Actually, I, I think I have a CGC up on my shelf. But um, it was a good series, and that was when you first see X twenty three. So that's an interesting one. A sinister Syndicate. That sinister one. six, of course. Oh, good. And then Zombie Face with the genius Thor team base of the Trinity of Thors from the new comic series. That's a really good idea. That was a good idea. I got. I'm not gonna lie. I saw it. I was like, "You son of a." Bitch. I gotta give you credit. <laughs> I didn't even think. I didn't see that one coming at all. Uh, somebody's doing a shield team base dark avengers um sound wave team base fantastic four you know i love that and uh, who which team base is this is this young avengers yeah young avengers um i wonder oh and ricky's doing guardians of the galaxy and we have the new cable x-force cable in the x-force book and an inhumans team a lot so, of entries. Man. Lots of entries. I'll be I'll be doing mine. I was gonna do um, first. I was gonna do Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Ricky wanted to do that, and then I was gonna do Inhumans, and then the very last second, the last guy submitted Inhumans. So I'm submitting the Winter Guard one for fun. Yeah, Austin's <laughs> gonna do a Winter Guard one. So <laughs> I'm, gonna do. I'm gonna have to look back at my list we now. Should, the one I didn't, no one did that I wanted so badly. No one did the Rogues, man. Oh. Well, why don't you do the Rogues? I have to do something. <laughs> Alright, I'll do the rogues then. I don't Sorry. care. So Wait, that you don't have to do Flash's rogues? Yeah. It's Marvel only. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Drew, uh, we're so stupid. Well, when you guys are thinking of the it. superior foes of Spider Man. Oh. Look at this guy. It's his well, big ideas. You know, if you want to do that, what too. else is new? <laughs> well, it's too late now because that was the first round. So now <laughs> on anybody who didn't submit to the first round, you cannot jump in. Well, I guess you can jump in, but you'll be at a severe disadvantage on points. Um,. We won't be giving the scores out. We will be scoring them, but we'll be kind of doing it behind the scenes. Uh, then once the first three weeks are over and everybody's given their three characters, then maybe we'll go ahead and post the the scores for your characters so far. We will eat again. We will each be giving each individual round uh, a score, and we will be adding those. So if you get all tens from us, you'll have a thirty. See, I'm just mad. And that's for each round. So the maximum you could get for the first three would be a 90 if yeah. you got 10s yeah. on all three from all three of us. 
So that'll give a little bit more diversity in the score possibilities. And then you'll be getting graded again on the team base. I, I, just, oh, I just like how you said behind the scenes. Like, whoever gives us the most money probably going <laughs> to win this contest. I was about to say, I'm mad because I swear Swagnito listens to this podcast and takes notes. He and every time, Every time we name drop something we love, he ends up doing a dial for it. I'm like, you bastard. He, he's a metagamer, that one. <laughs> you got to watch him. I'm really, honestly, like, I haven't been as excited for a dial contest in a while, and I've done a lot of them. So. Swagnito's on the Dial H for Heroclix watch list. We're, <laughs> we're watching you, buddy. <laughs> we're going to hold you to a higher standard for scoring. You're going to be graded on a curve. So <laughs> your, your second character will be due by this coming Saturday, which is the 12th. 12th. So I need those in to me by Saturday morning, the 12th morning eastern time uh, <clears throat> happy with the submissions guys all these characters look really cool lots of cool teams some we didn't even think about i'm so sad that one guy decided not to do power pack a power pack team base would be hilarious maybe i'll do power pack i don't that know would be good <laughs> i don't like power pack that much well we get scott doing power we need to do power pack birthday party and have a knock show on the base <laughs> oh my gosh I also have a best build assignment for you guys, and you uh, only have a week to turn it in, so get your asses in gear. Best build October is going to be all in the family. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Modern age, 500 points. Resources and relics allowed. No team bases, no colossals, no vehicles. All figures on your team must be blood relatives or spouses to everyone else on the team. Or to another character on the team, I should say. Oh, man. So, There's going to be some screwed up love triangles up so in here. So let me give an example. You could run um, Cable, Gene, and Cyclops. They're all either blood relatives or spouses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like Scott and Gene are, you know, man and girl... They're, I don't remember if they. I I can't. I don't, I don't know think they ever. I was gonna say I don't think they ever got married, but they had a, they had sex. They had a kid together. As long as you put it in at one time, you're in. But they're blood relatives. Do they get bonus points for incestuous relationships? God damn it, <laughs> guys! I know we don't keep it G or anything. But let's keep it like taller. You're the one who named the build all in the family, buddy. <laughs> all right. Let's keep it somewhat tolerable. Ah, fine. Um, there's there's a lot of different combinations you could run, though. Uh, so, like, Fantastic Four would work because, like... They're all really... Su- yeah. yeah. Susan Storm. Well, you the- couldn't run Ben, though. Oh, yeah. True, Ben isn't related. You know what? Maybe I should make the... Let's do 400. Because that's... It might be a little... Let's do 400 points. Is that a... What's What was the old one? 500 or 600? It was 5. I think 400 would be better. Okay, so all in the family. Modern, 400 points, so it's a little easier for you to build teams and there's more combos you can run. Modern, 400 points, resources and relics allowed, no team bases, no colossals, no vehicles. All figures on your team must be related to each other or spouses. Uh, This is due by October the 12th. Submit submit your team to our email at dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. I'll also have a special thread up for this on Reddit you can keep an eye out for and on HC Realms. We will be playing these teams on the 19th. So again, if nobody, if you're not familiar with how this works, this all of our contests are totally free entry. Um, you will build a team following these build rules. You will email it to us. And then the day, a couple days before, 
Uh, Austin, Drew, and I look at all your teams, and we each pick the one that interests us individually, and we play the each team that we select. So we'll each select our top one. We'll bring those teams with us to the tournament, and we'll play it in an actual tournament at the dugout, which is my venue. And then whichever one of us scores the best during that tournament, the person who submitted that team will win the that month's contest, so, and you will get six custom So throw tips. on your strategies, throw on your map suggestions, all that. That's stuff. right. When you submit your team, you can uh, you can give us ideas for how to play them, kind of the synergy, like this guy carries this guy, and and or TKs this person. Um, use this map so that when you start out, you can TK to here, or you know what I mean, like. The more strats you give us and ideas of how your team works together, the more likely we are to pick your team. Um, and I just, and like I said, you're, the winner will get six custom poker chips. I just got done with the fresh batch. Those, these are for my personal use. Oh, I, I made some Punisher, Harry would throw, and some Iron Man uh, tokens. Those cap ones are, and nice. I made cap. I don't have anything on the backside yet, but I just got done with the cap. Um, I just mailed out the winners from last month's. Um, there was somebody wanted Green Lantern, somebody wanted Superman, and someone else had me make some Killer Croc ones. So I just uh, shipped those out Friday. Guys who are listening that have won in the previous, you know who you are. So those will be coming, hopefully get to you guys on Monday or Tuesday. Let me know how they turn out. Um, They're horrible. I want them remade. But I also, them. well, I did have some problem with the paper that I've been using. Sometimes it'll kind of like scrunch up a little bit. And you have to keep smoothing it out. But I just actually just got a hold of some really good, higher quality stock paper for me. So hopefully future uh, tokens might not do that. But anyways, so that's the build rules for October. If you have any questions, I know that's kind of a, a harder one to do. So if you have any questions about if your team is legal or not, or if you have questions about the build, just go ahead and email me that right ahead. And I check the email every day. I'll, I'll get back to you and we'll, we'll chat back and forth. Uh, again, that will be due by October the 12th. That's going to be one they're going to do their homework for. I'm sitting here trying to think of a team this whole time. Like, there's uh, some fun ideas. I already have one. I've got a couple. You could do in humans. True. Because uh, they're all cousins. They're all still modern, <laughs> except for, like, Karnak's not modern anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, Medusa, Black Bolt, and... Uh, Black Bolt and his five Quicksilver, rocks. Crystal, Ronin, because they yeah. were married. Oh, my gosh. Mags, Mags and the ch- children. Uh, you could do yeah. Magneto, Scarlet Witch, See, I think and Quicksilver. X-Men line would be really easy to do because there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Everyone's pretty much so, been with everyone. <laughs> so, what about clones? What do you mean, what about clones? Like X-23 and Wolverine. They're technically... Isn't she a clone of... They are blood relatives, I guess. Oh, here we go. I would. That would be a special case I would probably let slide and bypass the rules. You know Austin. He's always trying yeah. to break those rules. I'm just saying, because I'm sure that question will come up. Yeah, I would, I would probably give somebody the pass, but we'll do that on a case-by-case basis. Anyways, let's move into comics before we wrap this puppy comics, up. Comics, comics. Did you guys read any villains books lately? I haven't read any. Oh, my gosh. You are some slacking some bitches. I know. I'm sorry. Slacking. Just... Don't hit me, Hunter. I swear I didn't mean it. Um, hit him. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, while I'm getting my list of, excuse me, my list of uh, villains books I read on that last week, Villains Month is over now officially. Yeah. Uh, qu- real quick, let's give some opinions on Constantine, the DC series. I've enjoyed it to date. Um, I, well, I don't want to say to date because I'm not caught up to this month. But I enjoyed Constantine. Um, I know you guys, you guys will get to your opinion soon. But 
I I never read the original Hellblazer. Um, so Constantine's a fresh face to me with the new 52. I didn't know squat about him. But I, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I like the dark mystical aspects. I like Constantine as a character. Um, the little sleight of hand and the smart lookiness and the trench coat. Always trench coats are good. Mm-hmm. Drew, you're a big Hellblazer fan. What are let you me, thinking? Let of the me new start 52? off by saying that John Constantine is good for the DC universe. That being said, the DC universe is not doing well for John Constantine. <laughs> It's his book's okay. It's had some really down in the ditches moments. Uh, episode uh, issue, I think it was three or four comes to mind. There was one that was just terrible. I think it was three actually because I remember yeah. I, I thought about draw like I stopped, thought about. There was one like issue that. that was just. It's not as bad. It was just slow. There were a lot of. There's a lot of uh, issues of Hellblazer. It's good. It, he's good for the DC universe. I always want him there. He'll always be in Justice League 52, or Justice League 50, Justice League Dark. Maybe he's got it in for one of my favorite DC Universe hotties. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Oh, is so hot, man. I think <laughs> you can't call yourself straight and not, you know, say you don't want to hit She's Zatanna. even hotter in New 52 than she is in the old Satana. Yeah. John, he's my favorite character of all time, probably. Now, how are you liking New 52 book compared to the old Hellblazer? Hellblazer Good, was, bad, worse? It's worse. I agree. It's a lot worse. Although I haven't read as much Hellblazer as you. The big, yeah. the big issue I had an issue with with Constantine was the tie-in. The original tie-in for Trinity War felt really... I thought, See, I didn't mind that one. I thought well. it was a brilliant idea, but I, I thought it, it was face. executed poorly. Because John Constantine and Shazam, when I think about it... Is yeah. one of the most amazing ideas I've ever the heard. The thing was, I liked the issue and the idea. I didn't. What I didn't like was that it was status quo over things back, or status quo is back to what it was. At yeah, the end. I don't like because some of those comic books are already short enough as is, and that was a short one. Yeah, and then like you hit the end of the issue, and it's like okay, everything's back to normal, really, except Shazam doesn't like him now, and these are two characters that don't really run into each other. Anymore. Yeah, it's just weird. so unless they do something with that again later, and something happened in this issue. Yeah. Maybe I'll like it better, but that was the only one that I felt like I kind of wasted my time. Well, on. that was just them pulling a Marvel and trying to cash that's in what a little I was, bit that's on the current book that's going it, on. It was Marvel does all the time. So when are we going to get a question book? That's I don't a know. good question. <laughs> I don't know that you will get. Um, did a you see the Flash? The Flash team got moved over to Detective Comics. Yes, I did. That's weird. Which Detective Comics? It wasn't. It's not awful right now, but it's not like. Oh my gosh! I can't wait every week. Right. It just but the, who's they gonna, don't need it to be because Batman is so damn good right now. Yeah. And there's only other four other Batman options. Oh no! Detective Comics might not survive. <laughs> there's still uh, supposedly quite a few more. We should be getting some. Uh, I think next week DC's got going to announce some titles. If I recall, if Shazam's not one of them, DC, we're going to oh go. My God. We're going to go we're have a talk. We should DC headquarters. We should for real like write them letters. Like be like be furious letters of why is there no Shazam? Book? No, what we do is we take we talk, paper and we scratch out like the Shazam symbol on them, and then we just mail thousands of them to at them. least five. <laughs> Maybe six, seven, eight of these podcasts. How many times have we talked about? <laughs> like, I thought it was a weekly segment. It is pretty about? much a weekly. <laughs> DC, 
We have a weekly segment dedicated. Give Shazam his own book. This is called comics, or I thought this was called Shazam time. Shazam time with Hunter and Andrew. Oh, I see. I get left out of that. That's damn straight. You know? Um, I, Constantine. It's not awful. It's not. It's just meh. Which um, is sad. I. I think that they do find they they had the Constantine formula is there. It is the they set up an idea. Oh, this trinket is all powerful. Let's obtain. It's a, MacGu- it's a MacGuffin story. There's one. Well, that's how Constantine is though. There's always something he's got to get his hands on, and it's, it's half. Zatana. It's half so that <laughs> <laughs> it's half of the reason is so that the world doesn't blow up, and half of it's because he wants the power for himself. Of course, John Constantine is the male version of Catwoman except with magic <laughs> but the but the thing is they have the stereotypical Constantine story but the, I just feel like the creative team on it isn't strong enough to yeah. make a really good Honestly, story I feel like my problem with it is that um, the other characters I think are almost not as like the bartender and the what's his name the papa whatever the Voodoo guy, uh-huh. like they're the real ones you see a lot, and like the they're. I also hate the fact that Sargon's dead and it's his daughter now. Yeah, like, what the, the fact... fuck, man? Sargon's a beast. Why do you gotta yeah. kill him off? Sargon's awesome. And well, actually, does it say he's dead or does it just say he doesn't? I think I, she said he was dead. Did he's, he no, turn she, into a girl or something? She, uh, no, that's his daughter. I thought. Yeah, it's it's, oh, his, it's daughter. his daughter. But she doesn't say he's dead. She just says that she's in charge now. All right. Well, so anyways, he could, so he's dead to me. <laughs> Until he comes back in issue fifty. Bottom line is Constantine books think. not all that great. Um, I don't know how many people are really buying it, so I don't know how much longer it'll last. It may uh, get canceled. I, it's probably going to get canceled, honestly. Now that I think about it, um, supposedly I don't know if you guys have seen though. Um, the Constantine books are taking a really—they're doing a big story arc with them, mm-hmm. um, which is tying into the Phantom Stranger, Pandora. There's certainly potential. JLP. I mean, especially with them doing the Trinity War. Well, that, from what I understand... There's storylines they can do. They yeah. just need to... From I think what, they need to get somebody else in there to make the storylines more exciting. I mean, it just is very boring. They, they probably me. need to bring someone who worked in on Hellblazer, honestly. I think, like, my as I said, my issue more so is that there's not really a supporting character. Like, I feel like, okay, I love Constantine... I would like to see more people. I would like to see them, even if it's just like a member of the Justice League Dark once in a while yeah. stopping by. I feel like the problem is every issue you can revolve around a MacGuffin in a similar plot against, oh no, a bad guy with item, oh no, Constantine has to get it, and that's fine. But you got to mix it up a little bit. Well, that's why another. Justice League Dark works so well. Is it's the John Constantine show, it, but with so many yeah. st- guest stars. That it, it a gr- it's lie. a great book. When Frankenstein and like the chick from Sword of Sorcery and all them showed up, yeah. I was like, I love that. That was fun. That's what made Dude, us. if they put Frank and Constantine, that book I'd be sold. Frank, like, just if, even the back, I'm just like, even in the beginning when it was just the backstories of him yeah. and Zatanna and the whole going to hell thing and, and all that stuff. Like, John Constantine is a very cool character, but I don't know that he can hold his own book with a weak creative team. Yeah, it's more so how the reason Hellblazer runs so well because because it's a good creative team and because they're so good at at writing stories. I I like seeing how he interacts with other characters, though. You know who who would be good on him? The guys that are leaving Peter David and the guys who are leaving X Factor now that they're not going to be in X Factor. Yeah, they would be pretty good. That'd be a pretty good fit. Speaking of X Factor, I'm pretty. 
friggin' sad that I'm so bummed that it doesn't come out every month anymore, man. It's... It was very sad, especially the the last issue of yeah. Madrox with the Dirk. I know, I talked to you about this I cover and how yeah. sad it is. I haven't got to No one cares. Oh. We're talking about how I'm sad we are. Anything. Oh, man. Um, as far as the DC Villains books, I read uh, Metallo and uh, Ocean Master weren't not that not too bad. Ocean Master pretty good. Bane. I am fine with them being not too bad. That's yeah. good for me. Bane was very good. I think I actually talked about yeah. Bane last week. Killer Croc was pretty good. Uh, it kind of goes over the stuff that's been talked about in Batwoman recently. I know you guys don't read Batwoman, so I'll give you kind of the skinny on the situation. Um, there's this race of people who've been like not race, uh, kind of like a group of people who've been mistreated. They're kind of like freaks almost. They live in the sewers, and he kind of stumbles. He kind of <laughs> stumbles upon them, and now he's basically like their king. Like they kind of worship him. He protects them and takes care of them. And uh, it's gonna be a big thing coming up with in the Batman world right now. That's but uh, it kind of sets stuff up for him. Um, Doomsday was in the Batman Superman uh, issue. It was okay. Uh, Joker's daughter, very meh. It had cool potential. I wasn't really excited for that character anyway. Yeah, I know. I feel like, I, I don't want to say it's like a shoe-in character where they kind of like threw it in there. Well, at the beginning of this issue, it's just her, and she's kind of talking to herself, and she's like searching through this these, this sewer area, and it, it actually started off by, it had a lot of potential, and I was really piqued my interest. And then she gets to this place, I, I don't want to go through the whole issue, but... It got worse and worse and worse as it went. From what on. I understand, though, the character herself, like I don't know too much about her, is that effectively she says she's a daughter of a random villain all the time, and like passed through like comic history, she's someone different every time. Um, so right now, she's kind of, yeah, she's daughter. not literally the Joker's yeah. daughter. Yeah, she, no, and I thought she was supposed to be, but she's not. Yeah, that's what I thought at first too. Sinestro was good, of course. That makes me happy. Yeah, you need Sinestro. to read Sinestro. Um, it basically it kind of recaps his. Um, New 52 history. I didn't get to talk to you about Relic that one week because you hadn't read it yet. Eh, it was meh. It, it makes me a little happier with Relic, but it's still pretty meh. A very good one was Society. Actually, I did talk about that last week. Society, last week. it gives you a... Because you guys locked me in your cars. It gives you a peek behind the curtain of the Forever Evil stuff, which you would, be, you would really like. The whole issue takes place in the... Um, What's the bad the guy's crime team? Syndicate world. Crime Syndicate's world. Earth 3. And it all takes place there, and you see what makes Alfred become the outsider. And they now see... Now I have to read Yeah, this. it's really cool. You need to read it for sure. Uh, that was the villain's month for Justice League, the secret society. Uh, Black Adam was good. I talked about that last week. Parasite was really cool. Um... It wasn't amazing or anything. Like, it wasn't really amazing like the Society book as far as quality. But it was very... I like Parasite as a character anyways. Um, I think his power set and... His power set has always been really cool to me. Especially as some as somebody to fight Superman. Because it's hard to make a villain for Superman. I don't know about Parasite. Parasite's really cool. Parasite's awesome. Well, the way that they do this book and what the reason I kind of liked it more than the other uh, Superman villain books is because... It has a very uh, modernistic style. Like, the guy's a real scumbag already before he gets infected with to become Parasite. Like, he's a real asshole. But it's seen, like, through the worlds of his perspective. Like, he sees everybody else uh, else as assholes, like, in a big city. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. You just have to read it. It's very hyper-stylized. And um, 
the the art is really cool and kind of like moderny, like real colorful. Anyways, long it, it was a good book. Um, if you guys are interested in the character at all, I'd recommend that one. Eventually, I'm gonna get around to all of them. And then First Blood, or uh, sorry, First Born from uh, Wonder Woman was really good, and and that's one of the characters. Uh, Wonder Woman is definitely. I don't know if that or Batman is my favorite DC book right now. Probably Wonder Woman, but. Firstborn, I don't like as much as some of the other characters. I don't know if you guys have got the Firstborn yet or not. There's so many good characters in the Wonder Woman universe right now that he kind of is one of the weaker ones. I'm still privy to Ares being a drunk guy. Like, that's just hilarious. <laughs> you know, how far are you in Wonder Woman? I'm like issue like 17. Oh, never mind. I was going to spoil something. <laughs> Big things happen with Ares. Yay! Uh, yeah, maybe yay. <laughs> Maybe, oh, maybe, like <laughs> I, I don't like the sound of that. Um, first board is, it, it's a, he's a cool concept. Basically, uh, Zeus and Hera have a kid, but they don't want a kid, so they kind of, um, oh, I, it explains his backstory. I can't is remember. Is it like a put up for adoption Hercules? I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, Zeus doesn't think it's his kid, so he sends him to Earth, and he, but he leaves him with, um. Has something of Zeus's, and he's basically like, when you grow up, if you're strong enough to survive in this environment, and you want to come and try to take your throne, then and challenge me, then so be it. Like, then I'll know that you're actually my son or whatever. So, it's pretty cool. Zeus, you're not my son unless you've tried to kill me at least once. More than once. <laughs> That's how Zeus rolls. Um, Villains Month as a whole is very cool. I wish Marvel yeah. would do something I like agree. that. What's what's been like if you had to say now that the month's wrapped up, what's your favorite book that you would recommend would be? Oh shit. The Society one was very good. Um, strictly because of its uniqueness and looking giving you the a look into that part of the world because it's just yeah. so And I've been waiting for that. It's honestly. so new and interesting. And also Forever Evil number two, very good. You okay. need to read it ASAP. Big things. I think that's what I'll read tonight. Probably. Big things happen in that. Um, gosh, man, that's that's really putting me on the spot. If I had the little picture right now of all the the DC, villains, I mean, like I read the first two weeks worth. I think my favorite so far is still Killer Frost. Like I really like. Really, that one. I really like that one. Like it was a character. As I said, it was a character that I hadn't. I didn't know anything about. It was a straightforward origin story, but it, it was almost like a sympathetic one that I started really liking. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I still have two more weeks worth of them to read. If I could sit and find the um, the one that has, like, the list of all of them, I could easily tell you which one. Um, I feel like, as far as which book had the best ones, I think Batman probably had the better. I, I think I was probably going to end up being a given, though. Let me look at the little square here. <laughs> Back to the square. But yeah, as far as like all of, if you looked at all of the series, like all the Superman ones, there was only like one or two good Superman ones. As far as all of the action comic ones. How was ones, uh, Hell, H-E-L or whatever? The I didn't like it. I thought we already talked about that. Was we did last week. Last he week? wasn't here. You know, if the guy would show up, Drew. I know, man. It's, uh, locked in your I mean, he can't really talk. Us? Oh, here we go. The victim. You lock one guy in a trunk one week and you're a villain. Is that what you're saying, Drew? You, you, uh... Are you upset about that? 
You asked for it. That's all I'm going to say. The Joker was probably my favorite Batman one. I did enjoy the Joker one. I, I don't know if it was like my... It was nothing special. It yeah, just but it was, was just it was good. good. Not... And they brought a, a corny Silver Age villain into modern era without making him feel out of place with Jack and Ape and all that. Which I like. I always like when they do stuff like that. Alright, here we go. I'll just kind of uh, say the ones that I really, really enjoyed. Joker and Penguin. Court of Owls. That was de- that's yes. definitely up there. Um, Grodd was one of my early favorites for sure. Arcane. Ooh, that might be my favorite one. Secret Society Deadshot was a good one. I'm gonna go with Arcane. Okay. Um, not for everybody though, but if you're a, it's if, a character I don't know anything about. So if you, well, that's the thing though. If you haven't read Swamp Thing, it may not, it won't be as good for you. It'll still be good. Yeah. But it won't be as good. But for it, you. it's technically like Swamp Thing twenty three point one. As far as the best written, like the best well done one, that was definitely the best one I think, in my opinion. Arcane was. Uh, yeah, and like I said, Seeker Society and Deadshot are both really good ones too. I, did to enjoy. I don't know if I love Deadshots, but it was pretty good. You need to read Black Adams too, man. I know, I can't wait for that one. That's the one I'm really psyched for. It's pretty solid. I mean, it, it's basically what you think it'll be. It's just a recap of his backstory, but mm. Sinestro's was good too. Sinestro's was good because it did an excellent job of chronicling the life of him. Really, what you need to know to set you up for New 52. Sinestro, you know. Well, what I mean? That's good because I feel like, and the art was good. really good too. I felt like, uh, so as a whole, very happy. Has Lars been canceled yet? I don't know because I quit reading it. <laughs> Did you quit reading it too? I haven't read it. I haven't noticed it be on the list when I go through my list to make my book. So hopefully it did. I, I shouldn't say hopefully. I'm sure there's one or two people out there out of the millions that and actually that mean, like and it. We don't like those people. But uh, I yeah. feel like there could just. I want Sinestro to get his own comic. Mm. I feel like a he sen- can definitely hold his own. Yeah, he's he's a good deep character. Well, just a Sinestro core book, like they're doing Red Lanterns. Like. Yeah, but I mean, like I would like a good Sinestro book with like maybe now that he's a renegade and outside of everything, I want to see what he's up to. Maybe he's like still being kind of an anti-hero. I want to know what's going on with Should him. Should have been Sinestro and Larflees. <laughs> Sinestro and Larflees would make a great six. Sinestro would just choke the shit out of I him. know. <laughs> that would be the entire comic. <laughs> the, first, the first like panel is just Sinestro going like this. It's it just funny like, how Sinestro creates his core and Larflees is the last it would, one. <laughs> it would be like two pages of Larflees just running his mouth nonstop. Sinestro just silent with this like scowl on his face yeah. and then he would just turn around and just choke him and then for like be, 15 yeah, pages for like 15 pages <laughs> and this would it. run for 90 issues <laughs> and it would sell millions oh gosh uh, I love Lorfleas but I don't like him in his comic at all yeah he's a cool character but you need really, him in doses and you need him I was in gonna say Jones. who really who thought it was gonna be a good idea to, for, to give Lorfleas his own book like like, he can really support his own. I want to know, like, what happened with... They had an original plan for the Larflees book that they said they were going to do, and they went against it. They said originally it was going to be him going after Lex Luthor. 
Because Lex Luthor got an orange ring during Blackest Night or whatever. Yeah, but now with New 52, they don't even, like, mention Blackest Night. Oh, you know what? There was a big discussion about that because they were trying to discuss whether the Blackest Night really... Yeah, see, they they screwed that all up by doing New Because that would have been a great book. Lex Luthor's a good character. Larfley's with Lex Luthor would be a fun... Those two are just such foils to each other. That would have been an interesting book. It happened in our hearts, and that's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. You'll never but no, that isn't all that matters. Because I'm going to write angry letters to DC with why Larflees or why Chicken Scratch. Just vote with your wallet and don't read it. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that anybody's really reading it anyway. It's got to be one of the bottom it, five. It's, it's like it started out on. A, it started you give me a Shazam book though, DC, and I'll buy six copies just for my friends. So <laughs> just I'll buy six copies for myself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Frankenstein and Agents of Shade might have made more money than Larflees did. You know. Did, did you read that? It's pretty good. I read the first, like, six issues, and I, it was okay. It was definitely better than half, I loved, this, half the current books. I loved Frank in Justice League Dark. Like, he was just such a good character for that group. You know what they should have done instead of trying to give him his own series, though? They should have just done, like, a little six-issue miniseries yeah. of his origin, and then set him up, and that'd be the end of that it. Would- and then have him in Justice League Dark. Yeah, they didn't need. There's no way he was going to succeed. Like it was a, the same thing. He actually ran longer than I thought he would. They were trying to make him into Hellboy, basically, is what they're like. Cover that that part of yeah. the readers. You know what I mean? A gritty, dark warrior kind of like character, magical kind of base, like that kind of thing. But anyways, we're we digress. Um, thanks you guys for tuning in. Uh, I hope it's been fun. I don't. I, I would like to get some more suggestions from you guys on what you'd like to hear for main topics. Oh, do we get a Just the Tip this week? Uh, no Just the Tip this week. I didn't have one prepared, and I was trying to think of of one to do. Don't overextend. Well, the thing, we've already done that. See, I was going to talk about, well, now you got me going into fucking Just the Tip, so I guess I'm going to do one. <laughs> Just the Tip. <laughs> Um, The reason I didn't want to do an official one is because it's kind of one that we've already sort of talked about. As I talked about in my Wednesday match, my last round I was going up against a player, and I noticed that only one out of his four figures had move and attack. And I was familiar with that figure and knew that if I hit him for three or more, he would lose it. And that was something that I had at my advantage that he did not. And that accompanied with the fact that I had Heimdall, I knew I could really slow him down if I could just knock that guy off of moving attack. I would control the match. And once I did finally manage to do that, even though I was getting my ass kicked in the match, once I knocked that guy off of moving attack, it made all the difference in the world. Yep. And I ended up winning the match in the long run because of it. So that's another, you know, kind of reiterating what we said earlier of evaluate throughout the game. What your advantages and disadvantages and the board state and the statuses. And there was that one point in that game where I was getting a little discouraged because the Omega Batman had hit four impervious in a row. And my Spidey 2099 was down for the count already and things were looking all good for him and horrible for me. And I had to, I was like, the best thing for me to do is to run away for a minute and get set up. And then go back to the game plan. And once I did that, it everything... I mean, that was the turning point of the match. was actually me running away for a minute. Like, me literally running. And that's what you need to do throughout the game is consistently be reevaluating the, the board state. 
Yeah, don't ever just run on what they can do out the gate. Because many characters change mid-dial and they change again last dial. Sometimes it's not advantageous to blast a character on mid-dial on the bottom because they'll pick back up what they had on the beginning. Yeah, the the just the tip is kind of as much... If you get free Battle time... information. It, yeah, if you get free time, go over what pieces are coming out in a new set. Yeah. And kind of get a little familiar with their dials, especially the ones that are good. Because you're going to see them a lot. Or like what I did with Cosmic this week. I knew we were going to be locked into Cosmic figures. I looked at big players like that, Adam Warlock and figures like that, that I knew I'd be seeing a lot of this week. Tried to figure out... I didn't want to say, like, I wasn't trying to figure out their weakness. I was trying to figure out how their dials work, what <laughs> abilities they might have that I need to be anticipating. Yeah. Um, I knew... In going into this, I knew that everybody was going to play Black King in this Bizarro format. Why? Yeah. His dial is better played backwards. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's a new figure. Yeah. He just came out. Everybody wants to play him real bad. I was like, I'm going And every team I played, I think had a Black King on it. So I was already familiar with knowing that if I hit him for three or more, he was going to lose it. So that's just when a new set comes out. If you can get time, I know everybody's busy, but just look. Just spend a few minutes looking through the dials on each new figure and get yourself familiarized with them, especially oh. ones that people consistently play at your venue. And you'll be better for it. it. You know, the more you know about these figures, the better you're gonna know what to do with oh, your options. Oh shit, Hunter, we got breaking, breaking news, ladies. Uh, what? June 2014 War of the Lights storyline organized play event. Huh? Summer next year. Oh, out of nowhere. Just got a text about it. Well, what's that spoiled on? Uh, it was on Facebook. Um, it was shot out through WizKids Twitter. Well, let's go to Twitter. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was oh like, what gosh. the hell are these guys getting so damn excited about? <laughs> Hunter's over here rambling on about playing the game. We don't care about that. All right, so I'm going to share this on our Twitter right now. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's through F, yeah, hero clicks, so. Freaking um, TJ, I'm so proud of myself for beating Austin Smith to this. Um, I saw that TJ. There's really no information. I know, there's nothing. But you know what we can tell you? It's happening. It's happening! There's a picture of a guy holding his hand up in excitement, <laughs> and it just says War of the Light. And it's got, it's got the colors on there. It has, it's got colors. It has all the colors, including <laughs> black and white. And it just says prepare, coming June 2014. <laughs> I'm excited. Prepare your wallets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it's like fear itself. This is what we wanted. I mean, we wanted oh, a ring yeah. event. I would have, I would have rather did been Blackest Night. This is that guy reaching into our proverbial wallets and taking money. <laughs> oh yeah! So making it rain. Excited. We'll be talking about. Hopefully, we can get some more info on this, and maybe it can be our main topic next week. But uh, anyways, guys, give us some ideas for what you want to hear as main topics. I know a lot of people are enjoying the uh, the. Ones where I go over... The budget stuff's really good. Yeah, the pieces to pick up for each keyword. A lot of people said they enjoyed the Marvel one. or uh, No, we did DC. Yeah. Um, they're wanting a Marvel one, so we will be doing that soon. But if you guys think of anything else you want to want us to talk about... Um, just suggestions e- for just the tip would be good, too. Give actually. us an email. Um, yeah, if you have an, a good idea you'd like to share with other people for just a tip, send that in. Just, talk, just stay in constant communication with us, guys. Uh, we love you. I've been having lots of conversations with people on Twitter and on, on our email and Facebook. It's it's awesome hearing from you guys. It's awesome having our own little community and meeting more of you guys. 
and a cult. Our cult. <laughs> We're forming a cult. The cult now. of Dial H. Clicks cult. Yep. Thanks for supporting us, and thanks for getting us to uh, 1,000 views on Podbean on That's our, so on our amazing. episodes. So, until next time, this is Hunter Smith. This is uh, Drew. And this is Austin. I'm alive, guys. We'll see you guys next week.